This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man, how the heck are you? It is the Monty Show. Happy day after dawn. How about the Utah Jazz last night? Spoiling the return of the prodigal basketball player. The Utah Jazz knock off the Cavs. Utah Jazz fans, you did a great job last night. Let's talk all about that on the program. We got to talk NBA power rankings. Where do the Utah Jazz fit in now? And was this win last night exactly what the Jazz needed? to snap out of this funk that they have been in lately. The Monty Show presented by The Advocates. Theadvocates.com, your best choice for an injury attorney. If you've been in a car accident, guess what? Driving to work this morning, 4.30 a.m. in West Valley City, Utah. Uh, The roads were slick. It was sleeting. It's going to be a tough day. going to be a tough commute. You get in an accident because somebody's irresponsible. There's only one choice. You should reach out to The Advocates, theadvocates.com. You can chat with an attorney live on their website 24-7 at no cost to you because you don't pay The Advocates until they win your case at theadvocates.com. Jake, we were there until the wee hours of the morning. Right, right, right. Your impressions of the game last night. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I was impressed by the fans. I mean, I think that... You know, he handled it with class. I thought the standing ovation he got. I thought the I actually thought the Jazz did a great job with the tribute video. You know, I thought I thought it paid homage to everything that he did for the organization. You know, I, I love that they included the dunk contest in it. I love that, you know, there was there was just a lot of great mentions in that video and it felt uh very genuine out of them. It didn't feel like they half assed it. It didn't feel like you know, you missed anything or like you messed it up. It felt on point. It felt really good. And I think the Jazz deserve a lot of credit for that. Uh, and then, yeah, the fans. I mean, I, I pregame, you know, when they're doing the introductions, you know, in our members only group, I put a video in there and, and you can just see the reaction. You can see all the cheering, the positivity. I was happily uh, impressed slash relieved. Uh, that it was a standing ovation. And by the way, throughout the game, I did love the cat and mouse game between the fans and Donovan. There were several times where he was laughing last night on the floor. You know, he shot an air ball at one point and got booed and he had a good laugh. Oh, he didn't get booed. Everybody applauded him. They were jeering him and he was laughing about it, which was great. I I agree with you. I think the way the Jazz fans handled this, I, I think it just reinforces that this is one of the best fan bases in the NBA. Um, I think this could have gone very, very differently. Um, I didn't, I, I, I didn't see one thing that I would want to do different. I thought the tribute video, as you said, was great. Um, I thought that the, the moments having his family there, um, I think the moment after the game where the jazz had won the game and there were, they were hugging and you know, like it just was a really good night unless you were a Cleveland Cavalier. I think for any Cav other than Donovan Mitchell, last night was probably pretty frustrating because yeah. you lost a game you clearly should have won. Um, you know, you you get into a situation where Karis LeVert and Evan Mobley commit two really dumb fouls on Jordan Clarkson, um, and I think the Jazz scored 24 points in three seconds. 
uh, or at least that's what it felt like. And Jordan Clarkson single-handedly shot the Jazz right back into this game in a game they had no business winning. And Donovan easily, I think, could have had 60 last night. He shot horribly in the fourth quarter. Um, but it was just a really good night to be a Utah Jazz fan. It felt good to be cheering for Donovan Mitchell. Uh, it felt good to be cheering for the Jazz as they came back. They had the lead. They lost the lead. They came back. Right. You know, there were just the house was alive last night. Um, I just thought it was a really good night for the Utah Jazz, and I hope it's one that Jazz fans don't take for granted or forget. I know I won't. You know, we had our our guy Austin Apierski, um and his buddy were there. We took him to the game because of you supporting the show. Yes, yes, yes. We had a great time. Austin opted for the jacket, though. Yeah, which I thought was a good selection. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that'll be that'll work. Austin took the easy way out. What do you mean? Austin took the easy way out. What do you mean? You got to man up and go. You got to go. He was going to go. He was going to do exactly what he should have done. Right. Retro Stockton jersey. How about that? He was right there. Retro Stockton jersey. I feel like it's hard to mess up a retro Stockton jersey. But he made the one mistake that you cannot make. The cardinal sin. He called his girlfriend for advice. Daddy. Can't do it. Can't do it. As a man with free testosterone, you know, like just surging through your veins. (laughs) ap could have had you know any 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 item that he wanted that's right t and austin took almost a a windbreaker type jacket really nice jacket really nice jacket really nice i I mean i thought the selection was quality but you know i i agree that it it isn't a stockton (sighs) you know like yeah and he had it too he had it too and the thing that i didn't want to tell him is you, I would have bought you like the shorts and the jersey because the, ga- the game was, hey, you get two tickets. You get to sit with Jake and I, um, and you can you can buy any item you want in the team store. Right. And if he'd have picked up a jersey, I'd have been like, dude, do you want matching shorts or what are we doing here? Uh-huh. But he didn't do that. He got himself a windbreaker. And then then we asked him, I, you said you asked him if, if, if they wanted to eat, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They I didn't said... want to eat because I was going to buy him dinner too. Didn't want to eat. We go get a pretzel and a burrito that lit my face on fire. And we come back and Austin Apierski's got Chick-fil-A, which is just a slap in the bag. Uh-huh. Chick-fil-A. Can't have no Chick-fil-A. Can't do it, dude. Can't have no Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A doesn't exist on this show anymore. Come on, man. Never did. Eric and Raleigh, uh, who's a member of the program, says retro Mitchell jersey. Yeah. Which I don't believe they were selling last night. Were you surprised to see all the jerseys? Yeah, no, I mean, all the people wearing Don jerseys, yeah. no. I mean, I think you Don weren't. is, no, I, Don, like I said yesterday, I think Don is the hero of the millennial generation for the Utah Jazz. I think Don is. He's, is, the, he's the hero they needed? Yeah, not the hero they deserved, but the hero they needed. And, you know, to me, I, I think that Don is, yeah, I, I there's no other way to say it, dude. Don is the face of the Utah Jazz for anybody 35 and under, in my opinion. Like, if you were not. If you don't vividly remember or if you were not old enough to really have captured the essence of Stockton and Malone against, like, let's say, Michael or whatever, any of those great moments when Stockton and Malone were in their prime doing their thing, Donnie is your guy. And I think that it's it is it's always fascinated me. And this is why we really wanted to be at this game last night because you, you, you always... It, so it's not often you get the opportunity to see... 
like how much support a guy has or doesn't have, number one. Number two, it's not often you get to really take account and measure, hey, like who supports Donovan Mitchell? Who are these people? Is it the older generation? Is it the younger generation? Like what is, what is it? And I felt like last night, to your point about all these people wearing 45 jerseys, and I'll be specific, I saw a lot of, you know, the orange color grade jersey from last year. You know, I yeah. think that was their city edition. The city edition, which I love, by I the way. I saw a ton of those in the 45 Don jersey, like a lot of those. So to me, I was just like, dude, like this makes perfect sense to me. And maybe I was even asking myself, I didn't say it, but I was like, man, if like, if I just lost faith in humanity that there are people who you know, aren't, like, calling the guy racist in the comments. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like we can't lose sight of that. I mean, you had, like, that building didn't fill in until probably midway through the first. But once it filled in, dude, it was legit. Like, that place was loud, bro. We got to talk about, though, the in-arena host guy, though. And this is a constant. Yeah. I probably get a message per home game about the in arena. There were host. a lot of tweets about Buddy last night. He was not good. Yeah. He is not good. And <laughs> I just. Hey, you know who else wasn't good? The Star Spangled Banner singer. Oh, my. Wasn't did good. you guys see the, the national anthem last Dude, night? Come on. She butchered it. Come something, on. It's something <laughs> terrible. Come I on. Mean, I mean, here's the thing. Look, you're, you're getting paid. To sing the anthem. Yeah. Did you practice? Do you no. not know the words? No. What? Why would I practice? I'm what? not singing in front of anybody. Oh, 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 you say, can I not see by the sunset's early light? Uh, <laughs> well, it was bad. She changed the words. <laughs> now, now, to her credit, she belted that MFR out like she knew it since birth. She clearly didn't know it since birth. And it's crazy to me, A, that the Jazz don't put the words to the National Anthem anywhere in the arena, which I think is a must. But how do you screw up the National Anthem, ma'am? Listen, Ma'am, excuse me, ma'am. How dude. Do you know the, you're singing the anthem, ma'am, excuse me, just real quick. Do you know the words? Can you run through it one hey, time? is it the land of the brave, home of the free, or is it the other way around? Ma'am, excuse um, me. Um, um, you know this is the national um, anthem of the United States of America, right? Um, you you get that. I pledge allegiance. No, that's the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag. No. Um, she didn't know the um, words. But she never hesitated. She never stopped. She just belted it out. I mean, she was up there belting it out like she was Adele or Lizzo or whoever. You know. I mean, that alien-looking freak Taylor Swift, like whoever you want to point to. Come on, guy, that alien-looking freak. She was knocking it down. <laughs> Come on. But she did not know the words to the national okay, anthem. Admittedly, admittedly, she was she was nervous as hell. Oh, Dude, absolutely. You, when they put the camera on her, she was sweating. She had she was she. Can, can you center me up real quick? Can you can you center me up real yeah, quick? Yeah, yeah. She's like she's like, okay, 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 okay. But no, the oh, weird thing, like, you know what the weird thing was, though? They were like, uh, and now with our national anthem, it's, oh, like, she they didn't even get her name out. Like, homie, the announcer, bro, didn't even get her full name out. And she was like, oh. It was like, and right away you knew. Oh as soon my as God, as soon as Buddy, the announcer, was like, and now with our national, oh. And I thought I heard it, but 
they were doing Donovan Mitchell uh, uh, like the the introductions and the buddy announcer guy was like Donovan and she was like oh Laurie Marco say like she was just <laughs> ready because she was nervous dude and well, this is my thing welcome to vivid arena oh bro how is it that you're getting paid to sing the national anthem <laughs> at the viv in front of wh whatever capacity is probably what 18, 18. yep you know you're getting paid, bro. How do you get nervous? Like, the, and this is my thing. You're a professional. Well, allegedly, you're a professional. Allegedly. Clearly. Let's not get carried yeah, away. Let's not get carried away. Allegedly, you're a professional. Oh! Like, dude, let the guy say your name. And by the way, her name was Mac. And now, with the national anthem, here's Mac! Like, come on, bro. <laughs> Too bad. I don't know. I, first of all, I, you guys are aware of this if you've ever watched the show. I can't sing at all. Not a little bit. Oh, say but can I know the words. See? I know the words. By the dawn's early light. What's so proudly? I know the words. She does not know the words. It's crazy to me. And you know what the thing crazy. is? When you're in the moment, when you're in the moment and they get the words wrong, it's like a, it's like a boom. Like you're like, oh, whoa, whoa. No, you you're like, uh oh, word. Uh oh, yeah, dude. And like we're we're standing up there with Austin and his boy, and I'm like looking around, and people are like, um, <laughs> hey, excuse me, those aren't hey. the words. <laughs> hey, Mac, those aren't the words. <laughs> It was terrible, man. This case is empty. Empty. It, the opposite of full. Dude, it was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. But whatever. Uh, I'll stop yelling hey. Oh now. Hey! Hey, Mac! Uh, hey, yo! You know. Uh. Dude. It's Does That Star Spangled... You know. Uh... Dawns are Lee, not Bonds are Lee, okay? And shit, you yeah. know? Like, <laughs> like, I just, I felt bad for her. I felt bad for her. Uh, what's up, Teddy Wayman? Good to see Teddy. Came out to Super Chicks yesterday, the official chicken sandwich of the Monty Show. Yes. Uh, is Super Chicks. Teddy uh, was one of the uh, fine... Uh, gentleman that joined us for lunch in Riverton yesterday with Del hey Hargis was there. Hey Our guy Ghoul911 was there. That was cool to me. Cool. Yeah. Cool was okay. It was really cool that you guys showed up. Hey, and by the way, thank you. Uh, Nate Davis showed up at the game last dude, night, Nate, said hello. So cool to meet you, dude. Good to see you, Nate. Um, I mean, we must have seen six, eight, ten of our listeners oh, yesterday. Who was the guy? The guy. Oh, man. Uh, the guy that had, had his kid who wanted to win the PS5. Remember Press, Preston? Preston was it Preston? Preston? Yeah, Preston. I think. Preston came down to our seats like the one of the the guys at the door. One of the uh, the the employees at the door was like, "Oh, hey, Monty, how are you? I'm good, man." <laughs> you were shook when he said that. You were like, "Oh, hey, bud." <laughs> yeah, I was just like, "Hey, how are you?" Like it it was really good to to be back at the Viv and see everybody. So appreciate that. Uh, Teddy said, really glad we did not boo Spider. I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, Salty Drunk says, uh, morning, lads. Great move by the Jazz, keeping the guy that can hit a bucket in the clutch. Or get the whistle. Or get the whistle. But he did make the shot. I mean, he you did. have to give him credit. Uh, KJ, what's up? He says, top of the morning, fellas. Great game. JC went off in the fourth. He really went off in a in that two, that 
two-shot sequence. He got fouled back-to-back times. Yeah, Karis LeVert three. was on an island and struggled. Yeah, amazing. Uh, Raphael. Good morning, Raphael. How are you? Should Messi come to MLS? Maybe this is a Raphael question. Uh, Mr. E says, games like this show JC and some Jazz fans think he is some kind of closer leader when clearly JC is not. Jazz can't overpay him. Well, I mean, I, I think it's absolutely one of the talking points out of last night. Yeah. We were up there in Austin. Napierski was joking about, hey, you know, should we extend J- Jordan Clarkson? I'm like, yeah, I'd be walking right over to Ryan Smith and be like, remember that 60 we talked about? That's going to have to be 80 now. Yeah. You know, like, I don't think you can. I really don't think you I can. don't think that <clears throat> you can't get emotional about JC. That's the thing. And, you can't. And this is the struggle with the Jazz. It, it, it's incredibly difficult to sit in that building or, frankly, stand when that was happening and look around and see all these people overjoyed about what just what Jordan Clarkson just did and then be like, oh, well, we should trade this guy. But the reality is you should trade him because he's going to walk because you don't want to pay him. Yes, that's, that's exactly just the reality. Right. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's a huge, that's a huge deal. Dallin, good morning to you. Uh, says Jazz played well, but uh, shows they don't have a number one to win a chip still like Donovan. Well, and you, you don't expect them to. This is a rebuilding team now. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I think you're going to see, you know, we talked about it during the show yesterday and we, we worked all day yesterday to try and get some confirmation, but it, it sounds like the Phoenix Suns have moved on to OG to Ananobi. Yeah. Um, and because I think the Suns, I was told yesterday by an NBA source that the Suns are the most active team right now trying to get a deal done because I think they know without Chris Paul and Devin Booker uh, that it's going to be very difficult for them to, to succeed. And I think they know DeAndre Eaton's not a guy they can count on. And I, I understand, um, you know, when you... What's the right way to say it? I understand that when you look at some of the guys that are available around this league, these trades are not going to be easy to make. And if you're the Phoenix Suns, I think you know you can't count on a guy like DeAndre Ayton. But the problem is, I think a lot of other teams around the league know that the Suns can't count on DeAndre Ayton. And it's going to come at a very high cost yeah. if they want to add another significant performer. And um, I think they please. have to. And I don't know that OG Ananobi is that guy. Oh, I think I think uh, OG can be a, a uh, definitely could be a contributor on a championship team. I think that he can't be a number one. Certainly, I don't, I don't think he's that kind of guy. But I think that he could definitely. He's this. This is the thing for the Suns, though. Any move they make, whether it's for OG or whoever, Bogdan the hell they, Bogdanovich, Bogdan Bogdanovich, like any of these names that we've been talking it's, about. Uh, excuse me, it's Bog Bog, please. Yes, right, Bog Bob. Right, Thank sorry, you. my bad. Right, um, which so, is different than Boge Bog. I, I get confused. There's like 18 Bogdanoviches in the league, and and, and I don't Bogey. know, you know, Bagsnatchevich, right? Bohan, right. Bog- but yeah. I will, I will say, Bogdan Bogdanovich solves a lot of the Phoenix Suns' problems. They need I a will culture say that. change. That's what they need. They need fresh blood in that locker room. They need that infusion of energy that a new guy, a new presence brings to the group. And that's what I'm saying. Like whether it's OG, whether it's Bogdan, like whoever you go and get, I think really. You know, but it's important that guy steps up immediately. If they wind up with Bogdan Bogdanovich and some form of Jared Vanderbilt or Malik Beasley. Yeah. Because those are the three players that have been most linked to Phoenix. That's a big upgrade for them. And if they're able to move Jay Crowder out of Phoenix in that deal, which I think is a must, 
Um, and if, if you're able to, you know, to move on and really minimize the damage that a guy like DeAndre Ayton's doing in your locker room, meanwhile, you give up a first round pick to do that and it puts you back in the NBA finals. How do you say no to that? Because you feel like if the Phoenix Suns add Bogdan Bogdanovich, a guy like a Malik Beasley, a Jared Vanderbilt, um, you know, I, you feel like that they're able to do that. And the, the thing that's a little disappointing is if you are the, the Utah Jazz, you want in on that trade because it brings you a first-round pick, which gives you four picks in the first round. Right. Um, you also feel like you get high value for Malik Beasley, and that's the trade that, that very clearly can land you with John Collins. Mm-hmm. And this team is dying for a power forward. And I, I, they just don't have one. By the way, Jared Allen goes out of this game injured last night, and I thought it was the reason that the Jazz won the game. Because if Jared Allen's in the in the game, Jordan Clarkson's life is much more difficult. Yeah, they're not getting in the paint that the way they were, and Laurie wasn't getting in the paint the way he was. And and I think it flew under the radar that Jared went out of the game. I mean, I you know we're sitting in this you know driving snowstorm last night on the way home. And nobody's talking about the fact that Allen went out of the game. Well, I was messaging with uh, Teddy Wayman, who uh, may or may not, may or may not have had, you know, some skin in the game. What? Uh, I don't believe he did. That's not true. Remember, we had this conversation probably two months ago. We don't bet in Utah. That doesn't, right? Nobody does that, right? Why do people not understand that that happens? Well, like, it's 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 Utah. It's and those again, Mormons. They don't bet. And again, I don't know. I don't know what Teddy does or doesn't do. But he and I were talking about uh, Jared Allen, and he was he was messaging me and saying, "Hey, they said on the broadcast, Jared Allen will not return." Mm-hmm. When you're in the arena, they you can't get that stuff. It's very difficult. Yeah. So I just thought there was a lot last night. But the bottom line is, when I when I look at these scenarios and I look at things and I look at these situations, yeah. I think the Jazz have to address their power forward position aggressively. I think it is a huge hole in their lineup. Um, you are shooting guard heavy, um, you know, and and I just think that guys like, you know, Jared Vanderbilt's not a long term fit on this team. Um, Rudy Gay's not a long term fit on this team. Very clearly, um, he has a nice moment, and then he has five terrible moments. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you look at Malik Beasley; he should not be a long-term fit on this team. You love having the guy around, but that's not a guy that is it, it, a rebuilding guy, right? So you have pieces that other teams want. Jordan Clarkson should be his own separate deal because I think he has tremendous value around the NBA. And again, I can only say so many times: the Phoenix Suns are almost desperately working to make a deal to improve their roster. I think the Utah Jazz have to get involved in that mm. because if you if the Phoenix Suns end up with again, you know, a a a Vando, a Beasley, a Bogdan Bogdanovich, how is that going to impact you? Well, it's not really because you're not going to compete for a championship this year or next. So why do you care? Right. You know, and if they wind up offloading a Jay Crowder and let's say a Landry Shamet, which I think would likely be what they did, and a first round pick, and you end up with that first-round pick, John Collins, in a filler contract? Why do you care? You're far better off at that point. You're going to have four first-round picks. Why do you care? Yeah. And by the way, the Suns are sputtering. Right now, arguably, other than your own, their pick is probably the best pick that you're going to have. So it, it just, to me, and I, I don't know how much better they get. I really don't know how much better they get because right now I think they're projected to be the 16th pick. Right. 
I mean, that that's not the end of the world in my mind. Yeah, I just think that you, you again, I, I just, I don't disagree with anything you said there. And I, and I think that Danny Ainge, the one thing I'll say about Danny is that he has the ability to have that outsider's perspective because he's not, you know, I mean, obviously he, him and Ryan are close friends and everything and BYU and we get all that. But, but I think that, that Danny can come in here and has come in here and has been unemotional <clears throat> and has just said, Hey, we need to do these deals. And the Jordan Clarkson situation requires you to take the emotion out of it and just do the deal, yeah. you know, and deal with it. And like, <clears throat> that's the tough part. I just think that that's what it takes. And that, and I'm glad that Danny's the one in the driver's seat. Yeah, I, I think it'll be interesting to see exactly how you, how you end up with that. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how all of that plays. Um, but I, I don't know, man. I think that the Jazz are in a really good spot. You should feel good as a Jazz fan this morning, in my opinion, anyway. Alex Cooley, good morning to you. He says, I know you guys saw Kessler stroke the midi. Sorry. Did you, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I thought you said stroke the midi. <laughs> <laughs> and I, now, I could be wrong about this. I am not an attorney. Right. I believe that's a felony in some states. Stroking oh the midi. Oh, my God. Just like that. Oh. I mean, I would do, if you're going to do, if you're going to stroke the midi, do it inside. Can you do something for me? The wind affects it when you stroke the midi. Trust well, me when I say that. Uh, he's going to be Brooke Lopez 2.0 in two years. You watch. I would relax with that. Um, I think that Walker Kessler's Dude, a... you like you some Walker Kessler, bro. <laughs> Dude, Alex likes Walker Kessler a uh, lot. Look, I don't, <laughs> I'm not hating on Walker. I, 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 as I've said, I think he should be starting. Kelly Olynyk is a waste of space. Right. Um, but I, I mean, Brooke Lopez is an elite three point shooter, elite three point shooter. So I, I wouldn't, if Walker Kessler ever gets there, the guy's going to win an MVP because he's physical. He gets to the basket. He is just not refined offensively. And he did hit a baseline jumper that was wet. That was fun to watch, but you know, uh, Mapes, what's up? Uh, who's a member of the show. He says, love the intro and walking on. Uh, off the court reaction for Don. Well deserved. Glad the Jazz fans showed a side that wasn't expected. Yeah, I am really. I was proud to be amongst Jazz fans last night. Yeah. I thought Jazz Nation handled this exceptionally well. Um, I think again, it brings back that the belief system. It brings back the idea that this is one of the most intelligent fan bases in the NBA. Yeah, and I think at times we get away from that, but you know. I thought last night that was great. Alex Cooley says the only thing about Vando is let's say we get into the playoffs next year. Team's just going to play zone and kill us like they did with Rudy. But do you really think that you're not going to improve the roster? I mean, this this roster is going to be, I think, markedly different come summertime. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I just don't think Jared Vanderbilt's of consequence. If he's here, cool. If he's not, cool. Like, he's not a guy of consequence. Yeah. Um, you know, like a, I would love to put Malik Beasley in a time machine and just keep him right where he is so that when you're a contender in two years, but you can't do that. The game doesn't work that way. Uh -huh. So right now you got to trade him. I would love to keep Jordan Clarkson in a time machine and have him be my sixth man in two years, but game doesn't work that way. I'm not paying him 60 million bucks to chill. Right. Right. I'm not doing that. So it'll be interesting to see what the decision they make on him is. You know, like you, you have to do that. Brent Burnett, good morning. Uh, Brent, not a member. Uh, problem next year is we don't know what the team will be. The draft and trades offseason will be a, a wild knee team. Well, okay. don't all basketball players have knees? 
Um, just hoping they play hard this year and go deep in surprise. They're not going deep in the playoffs. They're not. This is a horrendously bad defensive team. Yeah. I mean, it, it, they don't protect the rim. They don't. I mean, they're just not good. They don't communicate well. You know, so uh, Mark Hale says, I bet you can't say the national anthem without cheating. Okay, well, maybe someday we'll do that, but not today. That's a different show. Uh, Mr. E, good morning to you. Should the Jazz pay attention to what's going on in Toronto? Uh, not sure if they are blowing that blowing that team. Okay, guys, listen. Why listen. all the adult content this morning? Oh, my God, just like that. Oh. Eskel and Ananobi could fit well in Utah. Um, I think... Pascal Siakam is, is that a guy that you're like excited to have on your team? I think he's Vando 2.0, but I don't think he's. He's a far better offensive player. He's a far better offensive player. Yeah, he can get his own bucket. Like he he will provide you much more, but I just, he's good. He's just, I I don't know. No, I guess not. I, I guess if I'm doing a deal and I'm trading my assets, I need something a little more guaranteed than Pascal Siakam. That's my problem. Yeah, I look at his deal. Man, he's making bread. You know what I'm saying? He's making $37 million a year. No, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm not doing that. He's an unrestricted free agent in 2024. I'm not doing that. Yeah. That's a huge amount of bread. Thirty. You're going to pay Pascal Siakam 30, essentially $38 million next year? No, nah, I'm fine. For what? I'm not doing that. Like I, that's That's the deal that this team's got to stay away from. Yeah. That's the deal that this you you as a as a jazz fan, you need to you need to realize that this year and next year are about not screwing up the salary cap. <laughs> I mean, seriously, yeah. you look at Siakam. I mean, Fred Van Vliet's, Van Vliet's making twenty one point two. Pascal Siakam's making thirty five point five this year. I, that's crazy. And OG Ananobi's making seventeen million every single day. Yeah. And I'd love to get Gary Trent Jr. on this team. You yeah. want to talk about upgrading your defense? That's a guy I would value. Yeah, 100%. But, you know, again, that's just me. Um, but, hey, what do I know, right? Uh, all of our Utah Jazz Talk in the NBA presented by Quick Quack Car Wash on this very fine program. Program. Uh, snowing, sleeting, raining this morning. No matter where you are across the valley, be careful driving to work and make sure on the way home. You take a quick pit stop at Quick Quack Car Wash because it's quick, it's easy, you're in and out in five minutes, uh, you get really friendly service, and oh, by the way, you get a great car wash. Uh, those are some of the things I love about Quick Quack Car Wash, and quick is the uh, quick is the word of the day uh, because Quick Quack Car Wash is quick. You are in and out of there, it's efficient. Even if you go on your lunch, super easy. That's what I like, and I like that I get a human being that's professional, that's smiling, that's friendly. Um, there's nothing not to like about Quick Quack Car Wash. Family friendly. Um, and the other thing is, we always tell you on this show, is they're, they're entrepreneurs. And I like small business. I like supporting small business. Um, and I would hope that you do the same. Okay, guys, I'm going to tell you the secret to impressing my neighbors, the Wyatt coworkers, you name it. I just swing by Quick Quack. It seriously takes two minutes, and people can't stop, won't stop checking me out. Getting a clean car is definitely my best life hack. Kids are messy. Camping's dirty, but my truck sure isn't. Can't stop, won't stop. Damn right. Checking me out. Get that muddy duck. Can't stop, won't stop checking me out. I love it. Quick quack car wash. 
uh, brings you Utah Jazz and NBA basketball talk on the Monty Show. Real quick, real um, quick. Yes. Guys are doing an awesome job on memberships, right? Like we added, I think, five more yesterday. Awesome yep. job. Awesome job. If you Appreciate were that. in the membership group uh, last night, you you were provided with an in-arena video from where our seats were uh, at the time when they announced on and you saw the standing O and you really got a sense of like what the building was like. And it was it was a really cool moment. So guys are doing a great job on that. Yeah. And again, if you don't know what we're talking about, uh, we began this week offering memberships on the program, the program. Um, program. Yeah. You know, um, and it really is one of those things where you get exclusive content. And like yesterday, we, you know, again, we put out a video in the arena so that you didn't miss the introductions or the video or any of that, because I know a lot of people don't have uh, the jazz game on TV. Uh, so we wanted to make sure that everybody saw that. We posted that exclusively in the uh, in the chat yesterday um, on Instagram, which is one of the things that you get at you absolutely get access to as a member. You pay nine ninety nine a month, and what does that get you? It gets you exclusive videos. It gets you first um, access to our contests, our promotions, um, all of that stuff. Chris Karn is coming to our big birthday bash on March tenth. Yes, here at Maverick Center, simply because he was the first membership. On our channel, Chris Carm was the first one to sign up for nine ninety nine. Um, you know, like there, there is a there is a lot to like today um, about being a member of our show, and the Instagram chat is lit. I thought it's it, it. You know, one of the guys we were meeting with yesterday at lunch was telling us, "Hey, you know what, man? I've had some difficult times, and how many times have we had this repeated on the yeah. show, where we'll meet somebody in public and they'll be like, "Hey, dude, you know what? I've had some really difficult times over the last two years." And your show and the chat on the show has really kept me going. And that's what our Instagram group is turning into. It's, it's been great. We've talked about guys losing jobs, guys having babies, guys like we just, it's a big support group. And, you know, frankly, it's a lot of ball busting in the Instagram chat as well. <laughs> but we talked jazz basketball. We talked the national championship. I'm sure we're going to talk NFL playoffs over the weekend. Like being in an Instagram chat group where you can talk about the, the situation with Donovan Mitchell last night is really rewarding to a lot of people. You get that with the Monty Show membership, but you must be a member. Easy to sign up. I put the link in the chat. Go on, check it out. $9.99 a month uh, to join the Monty Show. Uh, Salty Trunk says, I'm sorry, did you say in and out in five minutes? We really did. Nah, I, I wish it was five minutes. More like 15 seconds. You know what I'm saying? Like, it is, uh, come on now. It is. It's one of those things right. where, right? You know, why? Why all the adult content today, guys? Yeah, I'm not what sure is, what this what, what is, is about. What is the? Uh, you know, what's the? What? What do we got going? What do you mean? Like, what are you talking about? Well, like all the comments about you know yeah, Walker well, you Kessler, know. you know, in and out in five minutes. Like, you know, you guys are got some energy. Uh, let's see. Josh Alpaw says, random question: How come you guys don't talk BYU or Utah basketball? Too many games to follow? Not at all. Um, I think there is not a huge appetite for for BYU and Utah basketball because, frankly, I think they're they're not very good right now. Um, and I know there's a lot of storylines, but um, it's not something that we focus on the way we focus on the Jazz and the NBA or football. Or I think there's a lot of, especially at Utah. I mean, the running Utes continue to sputter, and I think a lot of people are a lot of people have are not have lost interest is the way to say that now as the year turns and we get into february and march obviously that's going to change 
you know, so we'll see about that. Uh, Salty Drunk said, I believe I was the first international member, you jerks. I, I believe you were. I believe you were the first international member of the program. Right, the program. That's absolutely the case. Uh, Jake Gordon, who's a member, says, you can get in and out in five minutes. The lines are, you can't get in and out. And so like, that's a burger thing. In and out burger. Oh, so see what he did there? In and out and in and out. And it kind of all works together. See what he did there? That's like a play on words. He brought it back to his meat. Right. His meat. Right. Tender. Right. Juicy. Juicy. Moist. Okay. A lot of cheese there. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's move on now because it's awkward. Um, let's do. You want to do some power rankings? Like. Yeah, we can. Because by the way, the Jazz win last night. Yeah. Does this snap them out of their funk? Because I, you get a win like this last night. Yeah. Donnie has his night, 46 and four. But you also got two really good performances out of Jordan Clarkson and Larry Markinen. Yeah, you know, I think this team is just hot and cold. That's what this team is, you know? They're going to win four in a row, then they're going to lose seven in a row, then they're going to win five in a row, and they're going to lose six in a row. Like, it's just how it goes for this team. And I think the thing is, is that... Not that it's an issue. It's just kind of a fact of life right now that you're you're sporadic. You're inconsistent. Yeah. Again, that word consistency or inconsistency, that word really, you know, defines how good you are in the league. And, and oftentimes, they are tremendously inconsistent. I mean, again, we would be having a very different conversation if Jordan Clarkson doesn't get that, that what was it, a seven-point possession or whatever it ended yep. up being, you know? Like, that's, that's, that's game-changing. That's a special performance to win the game. So that's why I'm saying, like, that's the issue. You win last night's game on a special performance at the end. You probably didn't really deserve to win that game up until that point. And then Jordan did Jordan, and the tables turned. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think that this team is just young, gritty, work-hard team right now. And by the way, I thought Agbaji played his ass off last night. I know he didn't have some huge night in the box. I know that... The guy doesn't put up huge numbers, but watching him, watching the effort, you know, watching him be in the right place at the right time to get timely rebounds, that's what I'm talking about developmentally speaking with Ochai. The guy is developing in front of your eyes and you need to enjoy him If because I, I don't know how long he's going to be here. I don't know. He feels like somebody that could go either way. He may be here long term. Ochai. They, yeah, Ochai. Mm. They, they may include him in a trade package to kind of top something off to complete a three-teamer that they really need to get done. So I would just tell you to enjoy this guy while he's here. Yeah, I think it's an interesting question. You know, I mean, one of the other interesting questions is why you guys don't hit the like button on this show anymore like it, it used to be. But, you know, yeah, I mean, oh, my bad, my bad. Maybe you don't hit the like button because I don't hit the camera button. But that's not really the point on the show. No, um, no, no. I think Ochai's interesting. I, I think, A, they didn't have a guy on the bench that was positive. Yeah. Everybody was a negative plus minus. But I thought Nikhil Alexander-Walker had some really good minutes last night. I thought he contributed at a very high level. I, I, the, the hole in this, in this lineup continues to be that you don't have a legit big off the bench. Like, Fontecchio played five minutes and gave you nothing. You know, like, it, you don't have a big coming off your bench. You know, like, yeah. Juzang and Potter are both up, but neither one of them saw a minute. You know, like, I mean, so you're not getting young performance off your bench. And obviously, when you look at what you really have to go to, your best 3-4 combo guy is probably, 
and dare I say it out loud, is probably Rudy Gay on the offensive end and Jared Vanderbilt on the defensive end. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I, I look at, I think you have to start Walker Kessler now. Like, I, I just don't think you have a whole lot to hang on to here. It is a very, very difficult, it's a very, very difficult job Will Hardy's doing right now. Yeah. I you know, so, and with the injuries they have, it'd be great if you could get Colin Sexton healthy for the second half of the season. <laughs> That'd be fabulous. Yeah. I mean, they're dealing with it. There's no doubt. They're, they're, you know, Vando get, had to go back to the locker room last night with a little shoulder thing or whatever. Like, you know, you, you just, you, you get beat up. That's just the fact of life. Is Jared Vanderbilt a must have? Is he a guy that like how valuable if we're, if we're really being honest, how valuable is, is Jared Vanderbilt to this team? Well, I don't think he's a must have guy. I think that he's definitely a tradable piece. I, I, I wish frankly for his sake, but also just for this team's sake that he could knock down the corner three. That's all I want him to do. I just want you to be able to hit, you know, three out of every 10 you shoot. You know what I mean? Like, just hit the timely corner three. When when you're very rarely asked to shoot it, make that one shot, you know? Because if you do that, now all of a sudden, all you have to do is be solid defensively and not get in foul trouble, and you're going you're gonna to get minutes. And that, to me... I know it sounds really easy, but like we were talking to Austin Apierski and his buddy last night watching pregame warmups, and you can see just how clunky Vando's mechanics are, how disengaged his top half is. He shot two air balls. Bottom. He shot two air balls in warmups on threes out of the corner. Yeah. And then Ochai, you know, strolls over there and just rips them. Yeah. Like it, it like just nails, dude, like nothing but net. So yeah. I, I've lost my. What's I, and I'm trying to be gentle. I've lost my enthusiasm. Enthusiasms for Jared Vanderbilt. Right. Like I, this guy is somebody that they should trade. There's, there's just no. Like I, I mean, I never had it with uh, who's another guy? Uh, Yudoka Azubuki. He's not an NBA player. He's just not. Yeah. Jared Vanderbilt is an NBA player who needs to go to a winning culture and develop that way. That's what he needs. I, I don't think he's a bad player, but he's not somebody of consequence. That's the that's what I just keep going back to. Yeah. Uh, Salty Drunk, who's a member of the program, says, I would argue Kessler is softer than Rudy Gobert. I know he's young, but that dude needs to throw some steel around in the offseason. Oh, I, I don't think there's any doubt he will. He's a freshman. I mean, yeah. the guy's a rookie. He's a really good shot blocker. Again, we saw that last night. I just, I, he needs time. Yeah. He needs time. And that's I agree. what he's he needs. He's got to put weight on. He's got to put muscle on. There's no doubt. And I think... You know, I, I do think there's development happening with him. You see it in front of your eyes. I, I think, you know, everyone wants to talk about how, you know, the comment Don made about how Walker was, like, calling out the defense he was going to play, and he, you know, Don, like, in-game gave him that advice or whatever. And those are thing that's, things that are going to happen. But I'm just sitting here saying that, hey, the guy's a gifted shot blocker. I think his screens are getting better, although he does move a lot, and that's why he's getting whistled for that. Um, so that's what I'm saying. It's just details, but yeah, I, I would guess in the off season, his mission is going to be to add, you know, 10 pounds of muscle. I would guess. Yep. Uh, Dallin says, anyone know where, uh, Hassan Whiteside went? Uh, he's a free agent. Yeah. Uh, I just, I was actually messaging with somebody, uh, the other day that knows Hassan Whiteside. Uh, he's not playing at the moment. Seems like he just disappeared from the NBA because he's a head case. Yeah. He is a very difficult guy to manage, Hassan Whiteside. He is, he deals with, I think it's probably strong to say mental health issues, but 
Um, from what I understand, he has some anxiety issues, so you can't really predict what he's going to be day in and day out. When he shows up, he's great. Problem is he doesn't show up a lot. Yeah. So you can't count on him. Sean Carden says uh, NAW was the only one that seemed to push the ball off the rebound. Well, that's his deal. I mean, he's your he's your Jordan Clarkson this year from last year, right? You need him. You need him to bring the heat, which is why I say I think Jordan Clarkson, his highest best use is a six man. Yeah. Pretty pretty plain Agreed. and simple. Agreed. Uh, Alex Cooley, Vando's solid on defense, but no shot whatsoever and no touch around the rim. You almost always know he's going to miss. Exactly. Yep. Exactly right. Uh, Jake Gordon says, uh, Vando does have a high motor, lacks a shot, but you got to love the hustle. You do. You do. But on this team, on this team, you need guys that have high offensive upside. Yeah. That's, what you, that's why you need to play NAW. That's why you need to play Ochai. Ochai's got to get heavy minutes. It's, you know, frankly, and the one thing I worry about, we talked about it at the game last night. How many minutes is Ochai taking from Malik Beasley? And justifiably so, by the way. Yeah. But how much, how much damage are you doing to both guys? Because if you trade Malik Beasley, Ochai's minutes go way up. If you keep Malik Beasley, Ochai's minutes are not as much as they should be. If you keep Malik Beasley, uh, Malik Beasley's not being showcased the way he needs to be showcased. And if you trade Malik Beasley, that's great for him. Yeah. There's a right way and a wrong way here. Yep. You know, 100%. I, 100%. That's just me, And though. I think that's the balance you have to find on a rebuilding team. You have to find the balance of how much are we going to play guys that we want to trade to keep their value up versus how much do we need to play our guys that we know are going to be here to develop them. Yeah. Uh, all right. Football 50 in five minutes on the program. The program. Um, going to talk NFL playoffs, and we got to talk about USC. Right. In five minutes, I want to talk about how good USC is because they, Lincoln Riley made a decision yesterday that was quite, quite perplexing. Uh-huh. I don't understand it, but we'll see. We'll see. How good is USC? That's in five minutes right here uh, on the program. The program. Um, you know, one of the interesting questions around NBA power rankings, rectally speaking, is... Rectally speaking. Is... Who's the best team in the NBA right now? I, I, I'm, I, obviously, I'm going to make the argument it's the Boston Celtics. But I think I could make an argument it's also the Denver Nuggets. Because the Nuggets continue to play 800 basketball on a pretty regular basis. Right. They are a team that I think could be better defensively and will get better defensively. But if Michael Porter Jr. is going to you know, put body bags out every night, that team's going to be unstoppable. Right. Because that dude can shoot, and I think he makes... I think he makes a lot of space for, you know, the dad bod God. Uh -huh. Like, I think he makes a lot of space for Jokic. Uh -huh. And I think Jamal Murray, you can see Jamal Murray is getting better and better and better every single game he plays. Yeah, and I think and, that's how it works with ACLs, man. You, you, get, you get better. You get stronger. And he's missed time, which is, again, and this is Colin Sexton, Guys who rehab major knee injuries almost always have hamstrings and calf injuries coming back. What do you bench? But you look at the way that Denver is playing right now, and you look at the 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 way that that team is put together, and I'm just I, I'm astounded by the fact that they are flying largely under the radar. Yeah. Now, if you said to me, "Hey, are the Denver Nuggets a threat to win the NBA championship?" I would tell you not. But when we do power rankings next hour, 
I'm going to have a hard time not putting them at the top of the list. The Celtics? No, the Nuggets. The nuggets. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, think if you if we got a Boston Denver NBA Finals, I think that would be six games of compelling hoop. Yeah, hell, that's a hell of a series. That's a that's a great series waiting to happen. I think, you know, the, the tough part is 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 you have to ask the question: Are the Celtics just going to do this in the regular season and run out of steam in the postseason because they have played a lot of basketball because they have a lot of mileage on the tires, or run. is this team going to go all the way through? And will Brad Stevens make a deal at the deadline? Oh, I have to think he will. I have to think he will. I, I have to, like, any championship front office makes deals at the deadline. You, you always are out there hunting for that one extra feather in your cap that puts you over the top. Yeah, maybe they can get one Toscano Anderson from the Lakers. JTA. Shut up. Like, he, <laughs> the Lakers are because so frustrating. Garbage. The Lakers are so frustrating to me. Uh, it is. And again, I get it. You all hate the Lakers, and I, I don't. I'm not a. I wouldn't call myself a Laker fan, but that team is wasting it's LeBron James. Dude. It's frustrating that LeBron James is not playing games of consequence. Yeah, it is. It is incredibly frustrating. And I'm sure the league's me. not happy about that. By the way, the other question I would ask: Are the New York Knicks? Am I really going to say this on this show, guy? Are the New York Knicks on the come? Oh, I bro, said what the hell are you talking about right now? What? Do you, what? I believe. I believe. Uh, I'm sorry, wait, wait, wait. Are the New York Knicks on the come? Yeah. Oh my God! Just like that. Are oh. they on? The, have you never heard that thing? <laughs> <laughs> on the rise. Okay, well that's different than on the come. I am here to serve the Please. chat. Please. I am here to serve the chat. That's just that's that's my job. I love that drop, by the way. Please. Please. That's one of my favorite drops Please. that you've added recently. <laughs> you know. Uh, Salty Drunk says Jokic fat. Yeah, he is. No, he's Dad not. Dad by God. Up. You shut fat. your mouth. His, fat. His brothers fat. will kick your ass. Well, you know. First um, team all fat Serbian. Let's see. Brunson being uh, Brunson been going dummy. He's a stud, dude. Yeah. He is. For real. He is a stud. Uh, Eric and Raleigh says the Lakers are what LeBron built. Yeah, they are. And they're dealing with Russ. Can you imagine if they had assigned DeMar DeRozan, who, by the way, did you see but, my guy go down with a quad injury the other dude, night? I know we got to get to football 50, but let's not sit here and Which say that Russ is to. the issue because he's not the issue anymore. No, he's, as he's, a six man, he's not. They're he's just not. not talented enough. Yeah. And, and, you know, speaking of the big vagina, like, I mean, Anthony Davis that was probably too much. The point is, listen, friends, Anthony Davis has to stay healthy. Yeah. Football 50, 10 of the hour, every hour on the Monty Show is presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Papa Murphy's Pizza. I'm telling you. I was, we were at Super Chicks for lunch yesterday, and I was, I actually threw Teddy Wayman on the ground, knelt on his back, and twisted his arm behind him until he agreed to get the uh, the meatball marinara. Yeah. I told him, you're getting the meatball marinara, You're doing sir. it, or we're wrestling to the death. Excuse me, sir, you're getting the meatball marinara. No excuses. You know. Um, but it's funny, everybody I tell about the meatball marinara is like, dude, I got to try that. Limited time, friends. Limited time. Get the meatball marinara. Do I'm it. telling you right now. Do it. I am telling you right now, the meatball marinara, forget about it. Forget about it. I just, I don't know how many more times I can espouse the greatness of the meatball marinara before somebody believes me and takes my word for it. Yeah, it's bomb. I, and the best thing about it is it's easy. You go, you order, so you order it in the morning. It's ready on the rack for you when you go and pick it up. No, you don't put meatball marinara on the rack. 
Well, you just... At Papa Murphy's. Oh, the to-go rack. Yeah, the pickup rack. I got you. My bad. I misunderstood what you said there. You know. Uh, all right, let's move on. Football 50, 10 of the hour, every hour, presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's. Um, uh, did you guys see that uh, USC head coach Lincoln Riley will retain Alex Grinch as his defensive coordinator? Why? Why? Dude, why? I don't know. I don't know. And so, again, I just ask. Again, I just ask. How good is is how good is USC? Dude, this move is trending more Kalani than Nick Saban. This move is trending more, hey, I don't want to go and get the best DC that I can get because I have some, you know, affiliation with Buddy. Do you understand that the USC Trojans of Southern California University right. gave up 400? I said 400. Not one or two or three. 400 yards a game. Dude. SC gave up 400 yards a game. And still only lost twice. And they're keeping their defensive key coordinator. Dude. Are you serious what with this? What are you this? doing, bro? I, I don't get it. They, they won 11 games. They forced 28 turnovers. Okay, I'll give them that. But, guy, you can't be eighth in the conference in run defense at USC. Yeah. There's a guy named Brian Cushing who would like to speak with you. Think about Clay Matthews Jr. Think about Brian Cushing. Troy Palomalu. And his hair. Think about all those great guys on those defensive units. And Lawrence Jackson. Lojack, that defense, like yeah. Daryl Russell, like all those guys. And you're eighth against the run. You are eighth against the pass. Tulane scored 46 points. And you blew a 14-point lead. And he gets to keep his job. That's what I don't understand. Because much to what Lendale why Lendale. Remember Lendale's tweet last week? That Ben yeah. don't break ass defense you brought from Oklahoma ain't going to work here. It's not going to work here. So how are you keeping Alex Grinch? This is one of the most disappointing moves that I have seen. Yeah. It, it, it's just incredible. Yeah, I, I don't understand what he's looking at. Hey. I don't understand it. Hey. Felix is officially a Chelsea man, baby. Thank you. Appreciate that, Raphael. Uh, Cliff Kingberry finally got the boot. Okay, okay. First of all, first it's of all, if, you, if you're going to talk about the Cliffster, make sure you spell Buddy's name right. He doesn't spell it with a C. He spells it with a K, okay? For, he spells it with a K for screw you. Yeah. Um, I'm telling you that Cliff Kingsbury's an unbelievable offensive key coordinator. He is not a head coach. And the amazing part about the Arizona Cardinals, and you pointed this out to me yesterday, the Arizona Cardinals gave Cliff Kingsbury with a K, Cliffy, an extension less than a year ago, and yesterday said, yeah, that's the cost of doing business. We'll, quote, we'll deal with the financial consequences from Michael Bidwell, the owner. And I'm here to tell you that's a losing-ass mindset. You'll deal with yeah, the financial consequences? What the hell are you talking about? You'll deal with the financial consequences. Maybe let's take it a step further. If you're going to deal with the financial consequences, you're going to deal with sucking 
for yet another year. You're going to deal with not delivering a playoff appearance for yet another year. And then you want to say this on the heels of drafting Josh Rosen, then trading his ass, then drafting up, trading up in the draft to get Kyler, a guy who likes himself a little too much Kyler and is not a good leader. Now you want to come out and say you're going to trade DeAndre Hopkins and the GM that you're going to hire needs to be down with that. That's why you suck because you just don't get it. That's why you suck. Like That's why they're a terrible organization every year. Yeah, it's remarkable. Cliff Kingsbury should be like, hey, if I'm BYU, if I'm the University of Utah, call call Cliff Kingsbury right now. Call Cliff Kingsbury. Kyle Winningham, do you have the cojones? The Bulls. Call Cliff Kingsbury right now. Yeah. Hire him as your offensive coordinator. He's the best offensive coordinator in the country that's available. Well, our call him right now. Our offense is fine. We have call all these right guys now. coming back. Call him right now. I'm telling you right now, if you call Cliff Kingsbury and you bring him to Utah, Utah's going to win the Pac-12 championship. Again. I, but will they do that? Probably not. Probably not. Hey, uh, real quick. Um, did you see that? Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. Jared, don't call me Goff. It's Goff. Jared Giff got a vote of confidence from the Detroit Kitty Cats. Right. The Lions said he's done more than enough to be our starting quarterback. I agree. I agree. 100%. Can he win you a Super Bowl? Um, That I'm not sure of. So shouldn't you be looking for a quarterback who can win you a Super Bowl? No. Not with, with the position they're in. They what need, position they, are they in? Uh, they're in, hey, we didn't make the playoffs. Oh, hey. that's right. Jared Goff's their quarterback. They didn't yeah, make the playoffs. Yeah, but he wasn't the issue. You're a Goff hater. You always have been. The, the truth think- is, the reality is, is the Detroit Lions are not a team that's going to be able to go out and get some free agent or you know, make something happen. And the truth is, in the NFL, you can sit here and say, well, they'll make a trade and it's not up to the guy, but it is up to the guy at the quarterback position. We're not talking about fullback or, you know, third string wide receiver here. We're talking about a quarterback. Yeah, a mediocre quarterback. Well, you could say he's mediocre, but he did. He had a good season. Did Tom Brady make the playoffs? Barely. Did Jared Goff make the playoffs? Yeah. He didn't. Just barely, though. He didn't. <laughs> He just barely You're not missed. Not open to the fact that they that they need to keep golf for a while. You need I, to I'm have not, stability I'm not, at the position. No, no, no. I'm open to the fact that the Detroit Lions need to keep Jared Goff for a while. That's what mediocre football teams do. They don't pay the quarterback a lot of money take, while they I, build I'll their take, team. I'll take Goff over Justin Fields. I'll take him over Bryce Young. Oh, I'll take him over. I'll, I'll take him over uh, uh, Kirk. Nine seasons out of ten. God. God, are you listening to this nonsense, sir? Please heal his soul. God, please come down with your white salamander and make sure that Jake is uh, soulfully corrected, sir. Thank you. Okay, you were saying, go ahead. No, I'm, I'm good. I'm sorry. I'm good. I was just taking a little time to right. appreciate you. Right. Um, listen, sir. I agree that Jared Goff has a place in Detroit. But can we stop saying that he's better than Justin Fields? He is. He's not. He is. But here's the problem. The Bears are going to be where the Lions are next year. And why is that? Because they, but they'll be on the cusp of making the playoffs. And then what happens in year three of Justin Fields? He's a much better quarterback because you're not paying him a lot of money. So you're paying defense. You're paying offense. Hopefully it's the Bears. They usually are terrible at footballing, but that's not the point here. 
You don't pay old quarterbacks on crappy teams. You pay. You don't pay young quarterbacks and have them be on your crappy team while the rest of your team gets better. I don't know, like Jamal Williams scoring 18 touchdowns. Detroit is at a point where now, and this is just a guess, they're going to massively upgrade their defense, and then Jared Goff becomes a problem. But I don't disagree with you that right now he's not their problem. Uh -huh. He's not their problem at all. Your problem, if we're being honest, is that you have not tried the marinara meatballs yet at Papa Murphy's Pizza, where you use the promo code MATI25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do meatballs and marinara. Actually, I do the meatballs and marinara. And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. Don't pay veteran quarterbacks on crappy teams. You just don't do that. <laughs> you don't. Oh, hey, how are you? Uh, Papa Murphy's Pizza, use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. You don't pay crappy, average, ain't never been nothing but nobody's business you know, of a quarterback. Went to the Super Bowl. He went, um, no, 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 no. The refs sent, you know. Oh, okay. Okay, so, okay, so, so but Kel Roby Coleman went to the Super Bowl, not Jared Goff. My bad. I forgot. Am I wrong? My bad. My bad. Whistle hasn't helped anybody else in the league either. Am I wrong? Whatever. Is Jared... Uh, Whatever. Okay, see, now we're going to have to get down Whatever. deep into it. Whatever. Yeah, that's kind of a theme for you, isn't it? Well, you know. <laughs> um... <laughs> Hey, man. Buddy threw for 4,400 yards, and we want to sit here and say that they shouldn't keep going nobody, with them, dude. Nobody said. Come on, man. Nobody said that Jared Goff was a bad quarterback. 29 touchdowns, seven interceptions, dude. No, nobody said that Jared like, Goff was a bad quarterback. Did You've certainly never heard me say that. Me? I never said that. Best season since 2019. Easily. Easily. Best season. I, I, I don't disagree with 18, that. 18 19 were his two best seasons with the Rams. Right. But when they went to the Super Bowl against TB12, Tom Terrific, <laughs> they got a lot of help from the officials against Nolens, number one. And number two, they didn't score a touchdown in the Super Bowl, sir. <laughs> so let me ask you, and, and I know this is crazy talk. I, I warn you now. Mont about to get crazy. I mean, Uncle Monty has finally lost it. Program. Aaron Donald and the defense took them to the Super Bowl. Oh my God. A truth bomb dropping in your mouth. I'm telling you now, I have not had a lot of sleep. I'm telling you now, the Rams defense took them to the Super Bowl. Let's stop. Oh, jerk off, man. The golden arm. Did you see him make all those dime pieces? No, I didn't actually. No, no, Get actually. the fuck out. No, I didn't, actually. Jared Goff is not why they went to the Super Bowl. We're probably way too far on this. Probably, you know, you know. Hey, yeah. new member, Kurt Garbett, what's up? What's up, buddy? Kurt, we appreciate you. You are now a member of the program. Make sure that you DM Jake on Instagram uh, or Twitter, frankly. Uh, He's but already messaged me. He already messaged Instagram, you. Yes. See? Kirk Garbett, welcome to the exclusive Monty Show membership, where you're going to get insider information on the show and all of our hot takes first. You'll get an exclusive video every day, and now you are in our exclusive members-only Instagram chat. 
you too, friends, can be in our uh, membership group, $9.99 a month. Um, get you into our small little community. Appreciate your support. Kurt Garbett, first one to join up today. Uh, Alex Cooley says, he's not Tua, but he will do. Get the hell out of here. Are you, dude, what? He misspoke. He's not Tua, but he'll do. And what has Tua done? He meant to say he's not Patty Ice, but he will do. God. Because we all know that Tua doesn't play quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, to a place court. No, I'm not even. I'm not going to go in. I'm not going to go in on a concussion take. I'm not going to do that. This but morning. that's what happens here. You guys roll into the comments and you're like, oh, two is amazing. I'm not falling for it today. You're not sinking the hook deep into the chin or the gill or the cheek. I'm not doing it. I'm not going for your stuff today. I'm not and here. His name is John Cena. Yeah. No, bro. No, bro. I ain't seeing that. <laughs> I'm not seeing the, oh, to attack of your mama. I'm not doing it today. I'm not. I'm not doing it. I'm not. I, I just am not. So, uh, Jeremy Bolton, he's not Fields, but he will do. Here we Come go. Come on, guy. Here we go. <laughs> he's we not. Go. You ready? You ready? He's not Mike White, but he'll do. He's not Zach Wilson's mom's best friend, but he'll, but he'll do. He'll do. He'll do. Come on. No, no, no. What are, what are we going to do? He's no Chase Daniels, but he'll do. He's no Ryan Fitzpatrick on ESPN said who doesn't even play anymore, but let's, he'll do. Let's be honest. He's no Mitch Trubisky, but he'll do. Yeah, come on. Don't play intramurals, brother. He's not that crab-stealing MF-er Jameis Winston, but he'll do. Jameis Frog Legs Winston. <laughs> Come on, dude. <laughs> 4,400 yards, 65% completion, which admittedly is low, he's but 65% no, completion. I'm waiting for the hot take in the comments. He's no Derek Carr, <laughs> but he'll do. <laughs> he went to the Super Bowl. Derek didn't. Case closed. Oh, my God. Richard McDonald, who's a member, says, John Cena's the best drop on the show, hands down. <laughs> Jeremy Bolton says he's no Rex Grossman. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, he's no he's... smoking Jay Cutler, but, but he'll, he'll do. do. <laughs> wow, wow. Uh, yeah, Geoff says John Cena never gets old. I agree. Mark Hale and says his name is John Cena. I'm just. By the way, by the way. Yeah. How many wrestling fans are on the show this morning? Is wrestling still cool? Is wrestling still like a thing? But did you guys hear the story about the WWF because we got sued thing? Um, did you guys hear that Vince McMahon has gone LIV golf tour? <sighs> he has sold the WWE dude, to come the Saudis. Come on, dude. Our, this is a joke, right? I kid like you're, you not. You're, you're, you're just trying to ruin my day. Right I now, right? kid you not. What are we doing, man? I kid you not. Why? Why? Why are? Why, dude? I kid you just not. On, just on premise alone. I haven't watched wrestling in I don't know how long. On premise alone, you're now dead to me. Look, Vince McMahon's no Elon Musk, um, but he'll do. Um, <laughs> he sold. He sold the WWE to the Saudi sovereign, Saudi dude, whatever. Man. I think it's called F, whatever it is. Damn. Stephanie McMahon yesterday resigned late in the day. So she's out as co-CEO. Vince McMahon, who has been under pressure to sell or step away, did step away and now has rejoined. 
And now he has got an agreement in principle to sell the WWE to the Saudis. You fucking donkey. Unbelievable. So disappointing, dude. Yeah, his uh, and his daughter immediately submitted her resignation. Yes, she did. It's really despicable. You know. It's ridiculous. It, it, it's so amazing. So frustrating. Jeremy Bolton says Vince McMahon is no Jared Goff. But, but he'll, he'll do. do. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yes, thank Let's you. Let's go. Thank you. Uh, it's an amazing. What the Saudis are doing in American sports is ridiculous. Never mind that they already own, you know, English Premier League clubs. Never mind that they're heavily invested in MLS. Never mind that they, you know, own, operate, founded, fund, you know, LIV Golf. Now they own WWE. It's it's amazing. How Why long until they own okay, a big four, dude? How long until the Saudis own a big four? It's so annoying. You know, it, it is. It is what it is. Uh, let's see. Mike Ravenport's rant on Michael Beasley is the best drop of all time. Okay. So that's 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 where you want to go. That's where the mayor of Montytown wants to take us. Mr. Fucking vaccination genius scientific expert, you fucking asshole. You're fucking Cole Beasley. <laughs> I love it so much. I love that one so much. Uh, salty drunk. Oh, such bad form, but so well done. The Iron Sheik is making a comeback. Yes, he is. Jeremy Bolton says, "LOL, it's the best." It is, um, dude. You know, like I'm, I'm curious about, uh, but I'm curious. Like, are you? Because I grew up a diehard wrestling fan, right? Wrapped. Okay, see, I'm trying to get away from defending Justin Fields, and you just won't stop. Please. I am not. I'm not doing this with the chat today. I'm not. Okay, I'm not. Stop, I'm not. Please. I'm not doing it. You hacks. Please. I'm not doing it. Well, Justin, I'll take golf over fields. Well, you should go to rehab because meth this early in the morning clearly is a problem for you. <coughs> You're taking. Listen to what. Go play intramurals, brother. Go you, play intramurals, brother. You just said. <laughs> you just said that you are taking like a 30 year old mediocre quarterback who, granted, has a super hot unbelievable wife girlfriend thing how about that that you would take jared goff over justin fields yeah i would i would right now i would fucking a you think the detroit lions should take a never was quarterback In who the is super bowl but again but again yeah so is Kirk Cousins. Well, he hasn't. He really is not. Well, Jared Goff or Kirk Cousins. I'm taking you clap having Jezebel. You're taking Jared Goff. You're taking Jared Cousins. Come That's on. who you're taking. Say his name. <laughs> you will say his name. And his name is John Cena. <laughs> and his name is John Cena. <laughs> How did you not hit that drop right there? Um, I'm taking, I'm taking Kirk. Okay, are we? I, okay, no, the I'm not doing this with it, you, dude. Jared Goff is the people's champion. No, he's not. Yes, he is. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. No, he's not. No, he's not. Jared Goff is he's not the no, people's. He's the no, Rock is people's champion. He's no Luka Doncic, but he'll do. Luka Doncic last night. Oh, I scored forty points. You lost. My name is Luka. Yeah, you lost. <laughs> wow. You lost, Luca, and I, I, I don't feel bad for you. Okay, Jared Goff or Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Thank you. Jared Goff or 
Geno Smith. <coughs> oh, GS7, bro. <laughs> no, I'm taking Jared Goff, dude. Jared Goff or Trevor Lawrence? Uh, Goff. Jared Goff or Jalen Hurts? Jalen Hurts. All day. Jared Goff or Aaron Rodgers? <sighs> Aaron Rodgers. But is, okay, is... Jared Goff or Aaron Rodgers? Is dude retiring? Why? Okay, if it's not the chat, it's you. No, Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers is not retiring. Aaron Rodgers is that dude who's like, okay, how can I stay in the spotlight? We choked on a D again. Yeah, I'm out of the playoffs. I, I mean, I, look, I'm going to Hawaii. I'm going to pound porn like a porn star on these movie star chicks. Yeah, I've been immunized. But football fans don't see that. I mean, I could make a home videotape, but that's Where not good. Where is a right now? State Farm's not going to keep me on if I make a sex tape. Well, maybe so, you should consult Kim K. So Aaron Rodgers is going to be that guy that's going to be like, oh, I'll make him talk about me all summer. Yeah, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. Hey, Aaron, um, douchey reporter here from the Green Bay Post-Gazette Blitz thing. Uh, just curious, why didn't you give your jersey away? Well, because, uh, you know, it's a special one. I keep some of these. Uh, what was special about it? You choked on a D and you guys are out of the playoffs. Well, um... Yeah, I mean, it was a Sunday in Green Bay in December. Um, Don't lie to me. You know, he wants you to think he's retiring. So that we'll ask him all summer, hey, hey, Aaron, uh, hope the sex is good in Hawaii. You guys, are you retiring? Yeah. That's what's going to happen. Oh, is Aaron Rodgers coming back? Sports Center or Get Up is going to roll out with, is Aaron Rodgers retiring? A s exclusive set piece. Who are the Green Bay Packers going to get to play quarterback? Come on. Who's going to be the next because quarterback? garbage. Who's the next quarterback of, of the Green Bay Packers? He's no Jordan Love. Yeah, I want the John Cena drop. Who's the next quarterback? Does anybody know who the next quarterback of the Green Bay Packers is going to be? And his name is John Cena. <laughs> okay, what are the people saying? You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, Giggity says, Jared Goff or a chicken burrito? A chicken burrito. Yeah, we had a chicken burrito last Hey, you got a chicken burrito last night. You think you're going to okay. skate off easy this morning? Because it was the only thing available. It was a, 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 because the concessions at Vivint aren't great. And it almost burned my face off. Um, Jake Gordon says, Uncle Rico is the people's champ. Okay. That's not, that's not unfair. Richard McDonald says, I'll be back in five minutes. I got to watch that John Cena prank call now. Thanks. And his name is John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> I, Mrs. Monty heard the John Cena prank call for the first time yesterday. Um, let's see. Salty Drunk says Aaron Rodgers sounds a lot like Tanner Plummer. I, I'm so tired of it. I'm so tired. Every get old, bro. season. It does get old. Every offseason. Oh, is Aaron Rodgers retiring? Is this, but here's my question, though. If you really think about this, why is it that we get so burnt out on the Aaron Rodgers retirement thing, but we're cool with Tom Brady? Because he sucks. Well, but in all point. seriousness, that's my point. Why does Aaron Rodgers become a problem? Because Aaron Rodgers is the problem in the first place. He doesn't become a problem. Aaron Rodgers is a problem because yeah. he's not good enough anymore to carry you to a Super Bowl. They wasted <laughs> him, a la the Lakers and LeBron James. Aaron Rodgers is not good enough anymore. I, what he does with movie stars in Maui and ayahuasca, hey, you're you're all pro at that, dude. <laughs> but you're pretty average as a quarterback in a big game. Yeah. He's the problem in Green Bay. Now, do they have other issues? Were their receivers young? Yes, they were. 
Did Aaron get them the ball? Yes, he did. Did they win? No. And why is it? Because he was not good Sunday night. He was not good. That's the bottom line. Why did they lose to Detroit? Because you got beat by Jared Goff. Goff, Goff, your mom. Like, you got beat by Jared Goff. That's the, if we're telling the truth about yeah. Chaboy, yeah. Jared Goff just beat Aaron Rodgers. Is that because Jared Goff is that good? Yes. Or is it because Aaron Rodgers didn't complete passes? Well, it's because Aaron Rodgers didn't complete passes. Because I'm telling you right now, I want Tua's brain instead of Jared Goff's arm. Such a hater. Probably too much. Such a hater. Probably too much. Probably too much. Uh, Raptor88 says, we all know Jake will take the chicken burrito over anything, as Monty has pointed out. <coughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Uh, Lisa Wilson, Jared Goff, or Luca's mom? Probably Lisa Wilson. My name is Luca. Okay, you're right. Luca's mom. Luca's mom. Luca's mom. Uh, Severe says, push the like button or Monty, uh, Monty Wrath will occur, and his name is John Cena. And his name is John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. This is out of control now. Um, we have almost 750 views and 49 likes. Come on, you casuals. Fat Jesus, good morning to you, friend. Jake just questioned interest in Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady. Such a casual. Because Tom Brady's got like 87 championships. Yeah, dude. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> he wins. He wins. But if you look at the lower rung of quarterbacks in this league, Jared Goff or Ryan Tannehill? Jared Goff. No, I'm taking Ryan Tannehill. Is there anybody you're taking over Jared Goff? Dak Prescott. I'm taking all these dudes over Jared Goff. Dude. Is there you, anybody you're taking? Jared Goff instead dude. of? Dude. Man. Lamar Jackson. Why do you hate the guy? Lamar Jackson. Because he, I don't hate Jared Goff. He's an average quarterback. I think that's really harsh. He did more this year than Matt Stafford did. Well, Matt Stafford was also hurt most of the year. And well, by the way, what's the difference between Jared Goff and Matt Stafford? Yeah. Well, let's see. Matt Stafford came to L.A. because Jared Goff mm -hmm. was right. average. Right. Matt Stafford then went on to. Right. Right. Win a Super Bowl because Aaron. You're just Donald. sitting here saying a guy who threw for 4,400 yards is average, and that's just not true. But it, it, it's it, not. He may not. He's not elite, but he's definitely not average. I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. 29 touchdowns and seven interceptions is not bad. But again, I just look at I, I look at some of his numbers, and I want more. I want like I look at his postseason numbers in specific. Three years in the postseason. I mean, he's a career 79 rating in the postseason. He throws four inter or four touchdowns to two interceptions, so those numbers go way down. He completes only 57% of his postseason. Like, I don't care if you're good in the regular season. I, I, you Listen, if you get to the postseason, you're not crappy in the regular season. The problem with Jared Goff is I don't want him to be my quarterback in the playoffs. I don't want Aaron Rodgers to be my quarterback in the playoffs. I'm not saying you need Tom Brady, but I don't want Lamar Jackson as my quarterback in the playoffs. Hell, we're talking about Lamar Jackson this week. Is he even going to play? They're in the playoffs. Is Lamar Jackson going to play against arguably the best young quarterback in the NFL and Joe Burrow this weekend? Joe Burrow. Right. I don't know the answer to that question. But what I do know, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, Jared Goff is a good, not great quarterback. This comes to the to the Bears question. And I'm fascinated by this. Everybody in the chat, hook it up. Hook it up. Where are you at with Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears? Because their GM yesterday 
The Chicago Bears GM yesterday openly talked about trading for a quarterback or, or trading Justin Fields and drafting a quarterback. Now he said, he said he'd have to be blown away to draft a quarterback and trade Justin Fields. But tell me that Justin Fields is, is he even a mediocre NFL quarterback passing the football? Is he even mediocre? No, he's not. Justin Fields is not a good passer. Is he dynamic with his legs? Yes. I want him in open space. Yes. But can anybody honestly tell me right now that you wouldn't rather have Bryce Young instead of Justin Fields? How can you make that argument? How can you make the argument that Bryce Young is not a better, more, more ready quarterback to win a Super Bowl than Justin Fields is? Right now, today, when you watched Bryce Young carry Alabama right. single-handedly yeah. for the last two years, explain to me again how you wouldn't rather have Bryce Young. You're telling me you could make an argument you'd rather have Justin Fields than Bryce Young. And if that's your argument, dude, I don't know what to tell you. Because <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. I, yeah. It makes no sense to me. And... Again, I'm just going to go back to what I always say about quarterbacks in the NFL, man. I, if you cannot stand in the pocket and deliver a football, Lamar Jackson, I don't want you on my team. It's the Cardinals 2.0, dude. If, you, if you're going to get rid of Justin Fields, you're the same organization. Yeah, I agree. A couple more on this, then we'll move on. Uh, Raptor88, who's a member of the program, says, what has Dak Prescott done in his career? Nothing. This is a huge moment in time for, for Dax. I mean, this is a – Dak Prescott is a guy – who has, he's, he's Jared Goff. He's the same guy. Except Dak hasn't been able to stay healthy. But if you look at Dak Prescott and you start understanding how, just how elite some of his numbers are, and they are, friends, elite numbers at times from Dak Prescott. I mean, how is it possible that he's as bad as he's become? Because I don't know the answer to that question. That pick six the other night was garbage. Terrible. They should be the two seed in the in the, the NFC. And they're not. And it's largely because of injuries on defense and Dak Prescott. What better fucking execution? And frankly, they're going to Tampa to take on the Bucs. To lose to the Bucs. Thank you. Um, does anybody realize that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers led by 21-time Super Bowl champion. I believe that's accurate. <laughs> Seven-time Super Bowl champion Tom Brady 21. is a home dog on Monday night. That the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> are minus two and a half in Tampa. On grass, of all things. Yeah, Vegas is going to make some money on that line all day. All day, because you know, you know that that screaming a in Cowboy Land is gonna bring in a bunch of money on that line. You know that Cowboy fan is like trying to convince themselves and tell themselves a story about how Zeke's gonna have some, you know, throwback performance. He's gonna run for 120, and Dak's gonna have 400 yards, and everything's gonna be kosher. And the reality is Zeke's going to turn the football over once in this game. Dak's going to throw two picks and a pick six, and they're going to go home. That's what's going to happen. I'm telling you now. 
Mike McCarthy, who got a vote of confidence from Jerry yesterday. I think if they lose this game, Dan Quinn's the next head coach of the Dallas Cowboys because I think Mike McCarthy and his fat head will be fired. <coughs> and I think we're watching the last days of Ezekiel Elliott in a cowboy uniform. Yeah. And I don't know what you do with Dak Prescott because you paid him and Zeke a lot of money. And I would love to understand wh where you're at. And, uh, frankly, you're not going to make head coach, quarterback, running back changes in Dallas in the same offseason. You're not doing that. I think Mike McCarthy has put Dak Prescott in a position to succeed. And he has not succeeded because Dak makes terrible decisions. Having said that, they've got to stay healthy on defense and they've got to get wide receivers that can play every single down in, down out. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, I don't know how you explain how bad Dak Prescott becomes at times. I don't. I can't see them going to Tampa and winning. I, I can't see it. Tampa, I just don't trust the Cowboys. That just is what it is. I don't trust the Cowboys to do anything special. I don't trust the Cowboys to go on the road and win some big game. I don't trust them to perform when they need to perform. So to me, this ain't even a question. You're taking Tom. You're taking the Bucks. And I know they've been trash for large swaths of this season. They haven't been good, but they're good enough to be here. And when you're, if you're going to sit here and ask me, hey, Tom Brady in the playoffs or Dak, I'm taking Tom. Taking Tom. Taking Tom and Mike Evans. I'm just doing it because I don't believe that the Cowboys have their stuff together. Did you see that performance last week? You should be embarrassed with what you did last week. Like six points, I think it was, you put up. That's embarrassing, dude, especially against a team that was running out their second and third stringers against your ones. That's embarrassing, man. Like, what are we doing? And I so, don't know. So to me, uh, the, the minus two and a half thing is perfect. They're not, they're not setting that line on what they think is going to happen in the game. You know what they're setting that line on? They're setting that line on, you know, Chuck in his Ram 1500 and his cowboy hat in Texas who loves the Cowboys and is going to bet his life savings until they actually win something. That's what they're preying on. Like, that's where that line comes from. So to me, I don't even think this is, this is really much of a surprise or a question or mystery. That's all this line is about. And I think Tom comes out on top. It'll probably be a struggle early on in the game, but Tom will find his way, just like he always does. Yeah, he will. He's 7-0 and career um, against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, he's got 2,000 yards passing. Like, he's done quite <laughs> well for himself um, against the Dallas Cowboys. And the Cowboys on grass are not good. They rely on speed. They rely, they rely on all that kind of good stuff. Uh, Maples says, uh, Cowboys in Minnesota are both losing this weekend. Yeah, The problem is, again, the best quarterbacks usually win games in the postseason. God's honest truth. If you look at the games this weekend, on wild card weekend, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Saturday, Niners, and Seahawks. Yeah. I mean, that's a game that the 49ers should probably win. And they are minus 10 in that game, so you would assume that they would. By the way, anybody notice the number in that game is only 42 and a half. That's a low-ass number in the NFL. Brock Purdy and, and, and Buddy. But who's better, Geno Smith or Brock Purdy? Geno Smith is a better quarterback, but that San Francisco defense is going to eat him. Uh, honestly, I think this Chargers-Jags game is the game of the weekend. Really? Yes, I love this game. 
The sex machine, Justin Herbert, is going to go to to North Florida. No flow. No flow. I just made that up. Oh, my God. Just like that. And the Chargers are a point and a half in that game. Love that line. Love that line. I'm telling you, Justin Herbert, this is the playoff season where, and I know they're not healthy, and I know Joey Bosa's hurt, and I know that Mike Williams is hurt, and totally get it. This is the playoff season where Justin Herbert has a chance to truly become one of the great quarterbacks in this league. Yeah. He can really announce his presence with authority. And then Bengals and Ravens. I think this Lamar Jackson story in Baltimore, does Lamar Jackson play for the, the yeah. Ravens this yeah. weekend? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's the because playoffs now. Did anybody else notice what Baltimore did yesterday? They signed a massive contract, contract extension with a player who doesn't have an agent, who represents himself, and who has openly talked about the fact he feels disrespected because he hasn't gotten a, an extension to this point. Sounds like Lamar Jackson, doesn't it? Yeah, it's Roquan Smith, unfortunately, for Lamar. Roquan got paid, and Lamar did not. Yeah. I don't think they want Lamar Jackson to be their quarterback long-term. And if I am the Baltimore Ravens, can you blame them? No. Can you and everybody wants to everybody wants to turn this into Lamar Lamar the bottom line is Lamar Jackson can't stand in the pocket and throw the football. He won't do it. And mainly it's mainly because he's not capable. But I don't think there's any doubt that Buffalo's covering the 9 at home against Miami. I don't think there's any doubt that the Vikings are are in my opinion going to lose to the New York football Giants. I think the Giants are winning that game. Yeah. I don't think there's a whole lot of intrigue in, in, in some of these games. I love the Chargers. I love the Niners. I love the Giants. I love the Bengals. And I love the Buccaneers. Yeah. None of those teams will likely win. Probably and it not. will be all my fault. Yep. Uh, Sean Mirzinski, most interesting game is Chargers-Jags. Thank you very much. Uh, Jake Gordon, a member of the program, says, I'm excited for Chargers-Jags, as you should be. As you should be. Uh, Terry says, Char- uh, Cowboys play like crap on grass, but they play great on cocaine. Bro, uh, bro. I mean, look, Tony, this is a very good point by you. Cocaine. Unfortunately, Michael Irvin is not playing for the Cowboys anymore. Wow. Probably too much. Mirzinski, I think they are tagging him next year. Lamar? Who? You know. C says, best thing for Justin Herbert will be for them to lose. They fire Staley and the Chargers hire Sean Payton. Who's going to win the Sean Payton sweepstakes? Because Sean Payton's looking for a very certain set of circumstances. Right. And I don't think any of them have a star on the helmet. I think if Jerry Jones gets hit by a train tomorrow, Sean Payton's taking the cowboy job. Yeah. I think because Jerry Jones is going to be salting his McGriddle sandwich. Dude, that was disgusting. He did that on Hard Knocks and it was disgusting. <laughs> I think because Jarrah's still kicking, my guess is that Denver and Wales Vagina LA Chargers are the two best jobs available to him if the Spanos brothers, who I'm not saying they do because they're dumb. Brother. Brothers. If they fire Brandon Staley, and they should, yeah, Sean Payton would love that job. Because you've got talent on both sides of the ball. Well, I, there's no secret the Cowboys are one of the most coveted jobs in all of sports. The problem is ownership and, and the philosophy of ownership. And that's 
that's why I say, like, I, I, I never am a proponent of saying, hey, like, once dude dies, everything's going to be better. But it kind of feels that way in Cowboy Land. Mm -hmm. It feels like this is where you've been for the last 20 years, dude. Because this is where they've been. Yeah. For the last 20 years. Yeah. They have been. It's true. Uh, and my question is, why haven't you been a 20-year customer of Barbecue Pit Stop? I mean, that's a very valid question. The answer is because they haven't been around 20 years. But the point is, Barbecue Pit Stop has been around for at least 10. And those guys have supported this show all the way back to 2013 at the mighty 1320K fan. The sports leader. Um, and they're just good guys to do business with. You know that they have five stores uh, in the great state of Jitta, Logan, Layton, Lehigh, St. Jeezy, and our good friends in Murray. Um, you know you already get the best equipment, whether that's Traeger, whether that is Big Green Egg, Yoder, Camp Chef. Get all the best equipment. But what you get is expertise, and you get it 24-7 because you can chat with them on their website. They have a little chat bot. You can chat with the guys at Barbecue Pit Stop. Hey, how long should I, you know, what's the proper temperature for a brisket? Are we low in slowing these ribs today, sir? Like you can ask them anything you need to yeah, know. Go ahead and try me then. Yeah, how do I make veggie skewers? Okay, well, here's how we would do it. They're just good guys. They like talking barbecue. Yes. And that's why when you're talking about like pellet smokers, and again, I've said this, and in the chat, I'd love to know how many people have converted. How many of us men have converted to pellet smokers while you boys are still using charcoal briquettes? Come on, man. While you boys, you pre-adolescent teenagers, are still using propane. Propane! I thought you said you went to the gas station to get a propane tank. Who? Who no, does that? You went to Barbecue Pit Stop to get your pellets, and you picked up some asado seasoning while you were there. And they also give you a tip on how to make sure that you let your wings breathe after you season them so you get that seasoning to break down those fibers. Nice, tender, wet meat. <clears throat> okay, Barbecue Pit Stop. <clears throat> bbqpitstop.com. Make sure you tell me you heard about it on the Monty Show, Leighton, Lehigh, Logan, Salt Lake City, and the GZ. Tell me you heard about Barbecue Pit Stop on the Monty Show. Guy, what's up? Where you been, dude? Uh, he says, Peyton to the Cardinals. Well, this is quite interesting. Because here's the other question about quarterbacks in this league. Is Mini-Me a really good quarterback? Wait, wait. I thought you said Mini-Me. Yeah, verticality. Little guy. Yeah. Shorty. Yeah, the panini sandwich of quarterbacks. You know, like is, is <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if you look at, if you look at little Kyler, is he, is he a, a, a Super Bowl championship caliber quarterback? And why, by that, is he going to carry the Arizona Cardinals to a Super Bowl? I don't know. I think it depends who they bring in. He needs development, and I, and that's not just on the field. I think, you know, being a Super Bowl winning quarterback is not just what you do on the field. It, it's what you do in the locker room. It's what your interactions are like with your teammates. That's it's, correct. It's who, who, how you are with people. Like, I, I think, you know, Kyler is, is by all accounts, and I don't know Kyler personally, but by all accounts, he's rather selfish. He's a me guy before a team guy, you know, and I think that's what's tough. And Michael Bidwell it might as well change his name to Michael Jones, Jerry Jones's distant cousin, if he thinks that bringing in <laughs> new coaches every four years is going to work. Because it's not. You, If you're going to keep Kyler, 
yeah, you do need to bring in like a, a Sean Payton level quarterback guru guy who can say, well, there is that. Hey, Drew Brees and company threw for 5,000 yards every year for like five years at the Superdome. I'm pretty sure that I can get it going here. We're going to do it the way I want to do it. And I, I think if there was a scenario where verticality would have succeeded, um, it would have been with Cliffy. And I think Cliff Kingsbury was an absolute brilliant hire. I actually think Drunky the Clown did his job as a general manager the last two years. And now, by the way, Steve Kimes stepped away for health-related issues. He resigned his position. Yeah, health of your career, you mean. Well, I, you know, no. Anyway, the point Biggest is... Biggest kick in the balls you'll ever get. Look, Josh Rosen wanted me to pass along to you. No, I'm kidding. Uh, uh, you know, my point is, I think that Kyler Murray had everything he needed to succeed in, in Arizona, and he didn't. And it's because I think he's a prima donna. I think Kyler Murray loves him some Kyler Murray. I yep. also think he has he has that Ricky Williams-style odd personality. Yep. And I think that he doesn't like people. I think he doesn't like his teammates. I think he doesn't like... The public, and I think that's a huge problem for a quarterback. Yeah. Because Kyler Murray can't be a leader. One, he gets lost in the huddle. Um, two, they always find him in the in the you know toy section at Walmart. And three, I just think he's a, a jerk and nobody likes him. That's an issue. And so if you're Sean Payton, is that the guy you want to be your quarterback? If I'm Sean Payton, A, I need to be the general manager and the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. And or at least I need to have final say on who my starting quarterback is. Right. And if I am Sean Payton, I need to be able to go to them and say, I don't want Kyler Murray as my quarterback. Now, granny is probably going to be out all of next year because he's got this knee injury. But I, still, I think it sets a precedent. I, I even no, with I think it out, creates like, an opportunity. Like I think he, yeah, like I think if you're coming in and saying, "Hey, like I don't like Kyler, I don't, I don't like, we need to move this guy or whatever," like that's just what it is, you know. And yeah. and Bidwell can sit here and say that, oh well, we're gonna trade DeAndre Hopkins. I don't understand it, dude. I don't get it. It's one of the dumbest things that dude's ever said. Why would you trade DeAndre Hopkins? Like why? It doesn't make, and I'm not even a Cardinals fan, and I think it's stupid. I'd agree. Uh, San Diego State Aztec says Kyler equals Angry Bird. He yeah. does. He does. What is the Cod God? Jake Gordon says the Cod God can't carry a team. He will need all the help. Okay. Because, okay. Oh, Call of Duty. Call of Duty. Call of Duty. Uh, Lopes Van Gabe says Little Buddy will win a Call of Duty championship before he wins the NFL championship. Well, I like this a lot. He's an assassin. I like this job. Uh, Jeremy, Jeremy Bolton says for Murray and getting to the Super Bowl, it depends if the new cod is dropped or not. Wow. Uh, the Nye guy, huge cards fan, but I don't like Santa's little helper. He's an elf. See what he did there? His little helper, he's an elf because Kyler's really short. Okay, who's going to break out the Kyler's rehabbing his ACL? under a bridge with all the other little trolls. He's no Jared Goff, but he'll do. He's no Jared. Okay. <laughs> what? Jared Goff or Kyler Murray? Jared Goff. No, get out of here. Jared Goff. You're taking, absolutely. Uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, the best Cardinal fans can hope for is that Kyler uses this ACL downtime to reflect on his life choices and decides to go back to baseball. What a stupid son of a bitch. Lopes fan game crushing it today. Good to see you. Uh, you know, it is what it is.
I don't know. Who's the next quarterback or who's the next quarterback of the of the Arizona Cardinals? I don't I don't know. I I again, that see that's the problem. So so wait, let me get this right. You, you have to hire a new coach. Who's the next quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals? And his name is John C. You're welcome. I I shouldn't have to do the drops too. Richard McDonald is your fault. He said, I'm in need of another John Cena drop. <laughs> okay. Fat Jesus says, and isn't trading Hopkins a decision of your next GM? Oh, it is, I think. That, and I think that's actually, yeah, and I think that's what you're, you're, you just turned off GM candidates. Well, I think that's the other question. Like, who do you hire to be a general manager here? And his name is John Cena. My best. Stephanie sorry. McMahon's available. <laughs> you know. I don't know what you do there. I mean, it, it, somebody's going to get paid to try and clean this mess up. That's why I said Sean Payton probably is a good fit. Yeah. Experienced, but, mature. I mean, Bounty Gate. I mean, doesn't have a need necessarily. Like, he's not desperate for anything. Oh, G off. G off. G off. G off. He says Kyler Murray for Zach Wilson. <laughs> Can you imagine Lisa Wilson roaming the streets of Scottsdale? Yes, yes, yes. She's like at Kierlin. She's like shopping for like designer bags. Dude. She dips into Mastro's. They dip into Lisa. Like, yeah, I mean. Yeah, I'd like my uh, petite filet medium. Everybody, everybody sees Zach Wilson with his mom's best friend at Mastro's. You know, Dax Milne walks in. They throw hands. Like, we I really mean, did. It would be amazing. Yeah. It would be amazing. Jared Goff or Zach Wilson. Jared Goff, you know, he's, don't be an asshole. He's, he's, he's no Zach Wilson, but you know, y'all is never enough. John Cena. And exactly his name right. is John Cena. I like the Cole Beasley drop better. Do you really fucking Cole Beasley? <laughs> fucking Cole Beasley. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Oh, my God. Jeremy Severe says Cardinals quarterbacks are in short supply. See what he did there? See what, short see what he did there? Tyler short. See what he did there? I mean, that was uh, that was amazing. Uh, the biggest stories in sports this morning presented by the official chicken sandwich yeah. of the Monty Show. See, friends, we have become a big deal on the program. We have an official chicken sandwich, and it is Super Chicks. The crispy chicken sandwich at Super Chicks. And again, just because he was there and I force-fed him. I sat on Teddy Wayman's chest yesterday and force-fed him a, a Super Parm sandwich from Super Chicks. Uh -huh. Should have seen it. It was pretty amazing on the floor right in the middle. We threw all the tables out of the way. Um, you know, Jake, Jake actually, how the sequence went, Jake played the John Cena drop. And his name is John Cena. I cleared all the tables, you know. Anyway, so Teddy came out to lunch yesterday with his cousin, and Peter, and I convinced Teddy to order the Super Parm, and he loved it. And he did. Because you can't not love the Super Parm at Super Chicks. And again, they don't have freezers at Super Chicks. No. I, true story. They do not have freezers at Super Chicks. So you know that nothing outside of the custard is ever frozen, right? So the other thing you know is everything is fresh. Everything is hand cut. So whether it's tomatoes, lettuce, they're pickles, which, and I know it's crazy, but I get the traditional crispy chicken sandwich. The deluxe. The deluxe. It's, it's, it's 
lettuce, tomato, mayo, and four pickle wedges. I always beautiful, crispy, mm. hand breaded fillet, breast fillet, and you know I'm a breast man on this show. Yeah, I ate the pickles off the bun, put it back together, ate the. It was amazing. It was amazing, and that's what I get. That's what I appreciate about Super Chicks. I know when I go in there and I order a crispy chicken sandwich. I know for a fact what I am getting. I know it's going to be juicy. I know it's going to be, you know, as you said, the most heavenly soft chicken breast. It's not wrapped in some toxic paper. It's not frozen. It's not, you know, a millimeter thick. It's a big, chunky, juicy, fresh, never frozen yes. chicken and breast. you taste it. I love it. That's why Super Chicks is the official chicken sandwich of the Monty Show. Make sure you find them in St. George, Spanish Fork, American Fork, Riverton, Ogden, and soon in Logan. Super Chicks, the official sandwich of the show. Make sure you tell them when you go in. Go into Super Chicks for lunch today. If you're up in Ogden, Riverdale Road, make sure you go in and say, hey, I heard about you guys on the Monty Show. Tell Taylor I listen to the Monty Show, and that's why I'm here. You go tell Taylor. You walk into Riverdale Road, and you tell him, Taylor, heard you on the Monty Show. Monty said, Taylor, that you are the finest male adult living in the state of Utah. And his name is John C. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. But I would love somebody to walk into Super Chicks today in, in Ogden on yeah. Riverdale Road. Yeah. And, just, and hopefully Taylor's there today. But you say to Taylor, the owner of the Super Chicks up in Ogden, Monty said you're the finest human being living in the state of Utah. Hey, guys. Can I please have a super farm <laughs> and see what he says? Watch the magic happen. Watch the magic happen. Where's your boy Lance working today? I don't know. I can ask. Ask him. Our guy Lance was at Riverton yesterday. Now, Lance opens all of the Super Chicks locations. Nationwide. So you should go in there and you should say to Lance, hey, Lance, uh, Monty says that anybody that drives a rear-wheel rear drive Lexus in Utah is not very smart. You fucking donkey. <laughs> Our guy Lance at Super Chicks drives a rear-wheel drive Lexus. Now, that's no subie through a national park, right? But most days it gets it done. Yes, Tanner. Lance is the second best male adult in the state of Utah. Walk into Super Chicks in Riverton, ask for Lance and say, hey, hey, Lance, Jake said you're the second best male adult in Utah. <laughs> now give me a super parm and see what he says. See what he says. I would love it. Uh, the Nye guy says, I saw Holly Road take down four chicken sandwiches at Super Chicks. Didn't even wash her face or hands after. Wow. Bro. What's up with that? Dude, why are you hating on Holly, dude? What's up with that? Why, why are you dropping a fat take on Holly? Come wow. on, dude. Fat. Wow. That's not fat. nice. Uh, let's see. Coke Beasley de Goat. Okay. Coke Beasley. <laughs> Jeremy Bolton says, LOL, effing Cole Beasley. It's I'm telling you. Cole Beasley. I'm telling you it's the best drop on the show. There's some, the, the Luca drop that you worked in. Uh-huh. For Luka Doncic. My name is Luka. That's a pretty good drop, too. That's a pretty good drop, too. You know. Um, Tanner says, Mont, where would you rank yourself in Utah Mail's pecking order? Ahead of you. That's where I'd rank myself. And that's how I look at it. You know. The Nye guy was impressed by Holly Rose 
super chicks. Skills. So wait, is are you is this a fake take or is this real? That you Holly Rowe. The night guy did not see Holly Rowe. No way. Because we all know she could only eat two super chick sandwiches. The, yeah. The Nobody's bre- eating four, dude. Holly knows the breasts are too big to eat four <laughs> super chick sandwiches. Okay, that's not what I meant. Guys, that's not what, what I meant. What are you doing, bro? What in the hell are you doing? What? That is not you what ju- I meant. Okay, you that just, is not. You just Jared Goffed a do, chicken sandwich, not, Jake, bro. Do not get in the comments. Don't. All right, don't. bro. Have a nice day. Didn't don't. mean nothing. I'm by not it. doing it. Dude. I am not. Don't do it. Don't. Dude. Don't get in the comments with breast jokes. Don't. <laughs> You're such a jerk. I didn't. <laughs> bro. Oh my god. Uh, Richard McDonald says, who sings my, my name is Luca? Is that a T Swift? Must be why it makes my skin crawl. No, no, it's, it's uh, um, oh my God. I had it yesterday. What is her name? It's an eighties song. It's Vera something. No, it's not. It is Suzanne, uh, Suzanne Vega. Vega. Suzanne Vega. I she was Vera. a bit of a smoke show back in her day. Dude, come on. That's a funny-ass drop, dude. It is. Anytime we talk. Yeah, it's amazing. San Diego State, stop it. Little breasts are underrated. And that's how I look at it. Stop it. (laughs) You stop it. Uh, Tanner says, uh, Nomont, you and I know what... You and I know that I'm ranked ahead of you. Did somebody on the train tell you that? Look at me. Just ask him. Uh, by the way, Tanner also says the get the F out of here drop is the best one. Eh, I don't think so. It's very select usage on that one. Yeah, I don't very, think so. Very, very select usage. I don't think so. All right. Uh, let's talk Donnie and the Jazz in 10 minutes. Um, Donovan Mitchell made his return. We'll talk about that coming up at 8 o'clock. Uh, thanks to our friends at Quick Quack Car Wash who always bring you uh, all of our NBA and Utah Jazz talk. Uh, but as always... At 10 to the hour, every hour, we bring you Football 50. Presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Hello, Papa Murphy's Pizza. I'm telling you, I I have had a good week of food. I've had two Super Parms. I had the best, best pizza the other night. I did the traditional crust barbecue sauce, the herb seasoning mix. I've fallen back in love with the herb seasoning mix. It's good at dude. Papa Murphy's. It is good, man. If you do the herb mix, the onion, the mozzarella, and then you put green onion on top with uh, extra mushrooms, and then you five minutes on a smoker, and then you get yeah, and then you get the marinara meatballs at Papa Murphy's. Forget it. You want to get fat? You want to get lean? Eat at Papa Murphy's. You want to get fatter? Eat at Papa Murphy's. You want to get leaner? There's no bad meal at Papa Murphy's. That's the thing. I've lost. I weighed myself this morning. I've lost a pound this week. Oh boy. Lost another pound. Papa Murphy's pizza and marinara meatballs. Yeah. I'm telling you, the, the meatball marinara, the meatball marinara is amazing. Yes. At Papa Murphy's, make sure you use the promo code Monty25. Monty25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. While we're talking NFL quarterbacks, let's talk about this Justin Fields thing. Yeah, I'm, in all seriousness, no jokes. Like this, yeah. this is kind of a crazy thing. The general manager of the Chicago Bears yesterday said that the Bears would have to be blown away in order to draft a quarterback. 
So, note he didn't say, no, we're not drafting a quarterback. Right. Justin Fields is our guy. No, Ryan Poles, the general manager of the Chicago Bears, said, quote, I'd have to be absolutely blown away to take a quarterback with the number one overall pick. So, that's not a no. You're saying there's a chance here, sir. Where you at on where you at on the on Justin Fields? Because I'm not married to Justin Fields in any way, shape, or form. Okay, couple of things here. Justin Fields, I think, could develop. I think he could be a very productive NFL quarterback. I don't know if he's five thousand yard, you know, Super Bowl never. winner. I, he know. will never pass for. But, but I don't know that he'll ever pass for three thousand yards. I agree. I agree. But I'm sure there are people out there who think he'll develop into some stud. And let's just say that he does. That doesn't take away from the fact. That, to me, this conversation isn't about Justin Fields. This conversation has nothing to do with him and everything to do with, right now, you're a bad organization because you do have the number one overall pick. And with the number one overall pick comes great responsibility, right? So what what makes you any different than Michael Bidwell and what was Drunky the Clown Steve Kime, right, as GM, drafting Josh Rosen, Moving on from Josh Rosen, trading him to the Dolphins, yeah. then moving up in the draft, you burned more draft capital to move up that same that very next year and get Kyler. What what difference is there? Now I agree, I agree. Bryce Young, twice the quarterback Kyler's ever going to be. He's taller, better passer, better instincts, better with people. I agree all day. Bryce Young over Kyler Murray, even right now today. But I'm not going to sit here and advocate for them to draft another quarterback. On principle alone as an NFL organization, that is a cardinal sin. You can't do that two years in a row. You just can't. You should be drafting skill position. Go get a weapon. Or, I don't know, maybe look at the offensive line. I know, you know, that's always been an issue in Chicago. Like, you could look at that, too. So that's what I I'm think this Chicago Bears team has so many needs. Defensively, linebackers. I mean, they have so many needs. Yeah. You, you've, you, I understand Jalen Carter is the right pick for this team. But let's not kid ourselves. Justin Fields is an average NFL quarterback. And he's only average because he's an elite runner. And he's an awful thrower of the football. I mean, he is... I, I don't know what you would have to do to get Justin Fields to even be a competent passing quarterback in this league like I mean he's under 60% completions and do you understand that he only attempted 318 passes in 15 games you, you I said 308 like that's a that's nothing bro he's he's the guy can't throw the football and you're telling me that this is a guy you want and you believe when he's only attempting 21 passes a game, this is a guy you believe can can be your franchise elite level quarterback. You know, you and I both know that's not the case. But you're, I think to your point, you can't Josh Rosen, Kyler Murray yet. Yeah. Where you're constantly drafting quarterbacks. The problem is Bryce Young's a generational quarterback. And the other problem is, I don't think you believe that Justin Fields is, or you wouldn't have said, you wouldn't have said, Oh, I'd have to be blown away. You just said, no, Justin Fields is our quarterback. He's our guy. Because what did he do? Ryan Poles yesterday said, we'd have to be blown away. Oh, but Justin Fields is our guy. He's uh, We love Justin. He's amazing. Like, uh-oh. Yeah. Like, right when the words were coming out of his mouth, 
We'd have to be blown. Oh, please come back. Please, can you, hey. Can you put it in my mouth, it's true. please? It's true. That's what he was doing. He was trying to unvomit his vomit. It's true. And and what is it? This is no different than the Dallas Cowboys or any other crappy organization. This is who the Bears are. This is who the Bears are. Which makes me wonder why would Kevin Warren take this job? The current commissioner of the Big Ten is supposedly the leading candidate to be the president of the Chicago well, Bears. I think you take the job because it's Chicago, because it's an iconic city. Uh, the Bears, generally speaking, in the big picture, are an iconic organization just from like a branding perspective. And he's already there. He's already shown his value as being the commissioner of the Big Ten. So, like, for Kevin, I think it's a good fit. Locationally speaking, it's a big job. It's the NFL, which I think carries significant water. It's, it's a step up in that sense. Like, you have reasons to take the job. The issue, though, is that you... you I don't know Kevin Warren to be some amazing X's and O's football mind. I know him to be an amazing X's and O's financial P&L statement, grow the brand, make money mind. So that's why I say I'm curious how that would work out. But I don't, I understand why he's interested. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I yeah, I really don't. Christopher uh, Shannon, good morning to you. His team is that bad. Do you want the Bears to kill him? They had to limit him. So there's two ways to look at this. If you're losing games, don't you throw the ball? Because at some point, you have to understand who you have and, and what you have. You never saw that out of Justin Fields. We have no idea who you have and what you have. You, yeah. you just don't know. Because he's getting injured because he runs so much. And he's not shown the ability. I've watched just about every snap of every game of the Chicago Bears. He's never shown the ability to diagnose a defense. He's a two-read guy. He's a two-read guy. He's got a hot route, and he's got a second read, and if it's not there, he's going to run. Yeah. That's who he is. It's it, it, it's You know what the best comparison is? Look at, look at your guy in, in Philadelphia, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, phenomenal thrower of the football, but why isn't he not throwing the football? Well, because he's hurt. Right. Can't be a running quarterback, man. In this league, you can't be a running quarterback. You, you just can't do that. Uh, Christopher also says, uh, which QB do you get in the draft or in the league already? There isn't one. Oh, there is. His name is Bryce Young. His name is Bryce Young. I think it's Bryce Young. And, you know, I really was impressed. Uh, CJ Stroud was like my fourth quarterback in this draft. And, yeah, I'm a loser. I look at quarterbacks. I love the NFL draft. I'm a huge believer in the combine. I, I will watch the combine. I'm a loser. I get it. I love watching dudes run around in underwear or doing football drills. It is what it is. The point is, I love looking at quarterbacks. And there, in, in my mind, there are three absolute difference-making quarterbacks in this draft. I put Bryce Young number one. I put C.J. Stroud number two, and I put Tanner McKee number three. I am not a Will Levis guy. I am not a, a Hendon Hooker guy, and I am certainly not an Anthony Richardson guy. What? What? I think the other guy you got to look at is Cam Ward out of Washington State. Yeah. But my opinion is Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, and Tanner McKee. Yeah. Are the three guys that I would take every single day over Justin Fields? It's Bryce Fields. Young and everybody else, dude. It uh, is. It's just, I, I, and, and but I think you know what? C.J. Stroud running the ball in the bowl game was nothing short of impressive. C.J. Stroud against Georgia 
was nothing short of impressive. And I think, you know, when we talk about impressive things, I mean, there's nothing more impressive than an XLMY from Papa Murphy's Pizza. Right now with Papa Murphy's, we've got a great deal. Which means I make more great pizza. A lot more. That's our extra-large New York-style take-and-bake pizza. And it's everything you'd expect from a classic New York-style pizza, hot and fresh out of your oven, and only $9.99. Do I have to share it? It's recommended, but not required. Papa Murphy's. We make great pizza, so you can make the pizza great. Such a great deal. Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. I'm telling you, get the NYXL, but you also got to get the meatball marinara. It'll change your life, friends. I'm telling you, you also got to get the take and bake chocolate chip cookies. They'll change your life, friends. Put them all on the smoker. You're good to go. Yep. 20 minutes, 25 minutes max. And you know what? If you tick that temperature up on that, that meatball marinara. Yep. You really get the 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 parm that melts and the, the mozzarella and the mm. it's bomb. It's amazing. Uh, make sure you tell me you heard about it on the Mozzi Show when you use the promo code Mozzi twenty five to get twenty five percent off your purchase of twenty five dollars or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Every day on this show, you know we are presented by the best injury attorneys in the business at the Advocates. Make sure you find them online, theadvocates.com. Listen, man, it is snowing and raining again here in Utah. Just get used to it because for the next 10 days, we're going to have long periods of rain and snow, but that means there's going to be a lot of car accidents. If you are unfortunately involved in an accident, you need to get to the advocates. And I am begging you, please do not trust your insurance company. Your car insurance is not battling for you. They are not the company that is you know, going to say, hey, let's defer your medical bills. Hey, let's, you know, let's don't pay us anything you know, until we get resolution. That's the advocates. They're not going to ask you to pay them anything. The advocates are going to defer your medical bills for you. The advocates are not going to ask you for some big retainer uh, or some big consultation fee. Again, you don't pay the advocates until they win your case. And trust me when I say they're going to fight for you. They're not the best injury attorneys in the business in this state and many others because if you're in Arizona, congratulations. The Advocates just opened their office in Phoenix. The entire state of Arizona, get to theadvocates.com. Idaho, get to theadvocates.com. Utah, get to theadvocates.com. No matter where you are, theadvocates.com are your best injury attorneys. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Let's talk Utah Yes basketball. The Utah Jazz win 116-114 last night over Donnie. By the way, did anybody notice that his name is Donnie and he wears number 45? Remarkably similar to another Don. Anyway, the point is, the point is, Donovan Mitchell and the Cavs came in. They got their emotional welcome. I thought, Utah Jazz fans, you showed out spectacularly last night. Yeah. And you didn't have to, and a lot of people didn't think you would, and you did. Loud applause significant love for Donovan Mitchell throughout the game, after the game, before the game. Great job by Utah Jazz fans. But now that game's over, and I think it's time to move on. And Jake, if you had the ultimate ability, who would you trade at the deadline if you were Danny Ainge in the Utah Jazz? Yeah, I mean, I would I would move JC immediately. I, I would. I think that's where I would start. I think that... You know, everyone's all emotional after what JC did last night, and I get that. I mean, he did. He had that. He had a special few minutes at the end of the game, and that was awesome to watch and a great moment for sure. 
But you can't be emotional about Jordan Clarkson. He he wants to be paid. He wants to start in this league, and that's not a fit on your roster, in my opinion. I think that you know paying JC twenty plus a year for for a three year commitment at a minimum is is really tough. And I'm not a proponent of hey let him play out the string and you know we'll just see what happens. That just means you're cool with him walking and you not getting value. That's what that means. You're cool with taking that risk. So. That's why I say that's that'd be where I start first when the deadline's coming up. You know, secondly, I'd be I'd be all over the John Collins situation. I would be talking to Atlanta. I'd be trying to figure out, hey, what do we need? What do you want? Like, what uh, what are the puzzle pieces here that we need to put together? Because I think John Collins could make a big impact, and it's been rumored for over a year now. You know, last year there was some opportunity. This year, there's definitely been opportunity. We told you the other day that that you know this three-team situation between Phoenix, Atlanta, and the Jazz it kind of fizzled, you know. So now you're sitting here trying to figure out what direction you're going to go. So if I had the ultimate power, that's what I'd be doing. I'd be beating down Atlanta's door. I'd be beating down Phoenix's door to see, you know, if hey, if we're not going to do a three-teamer with all three of us, you know, what can we get done individually, or you know, maybe another team, you know, maybe we get Toronto in the mix or yeah. Luca or whatever the case may be. I don't know, but. My point just is, is that I'd be moving, I'd be moving JC, I'd be looking at Vando and Beasley, and I think that's the starting line. And I think you got to have conversations, and you got to kind of feel out what other teams are willing to offer before we can start speculating on just how far you could go on the trade deadline. Yeah, I think one of the more interesting parts about this Utah Jazz trade deadline is going to be the Phoenix Suns, uh, because NBA sources told us yesterday that the Suns are truly the busiest team on the phones right now. And that they are desperate to make a deal. And they have moved on of sorts in certain ways from the Utah Jazz deal that they had. Um, and a lot of it was that Danny Ainge wanted multiple first-round picks in a deal that would have netted John Collins um, and a contract filler to make this trade work to the Utah Jazz. And the Suns were only willing to give up one first-round pick. That deal would have included Atlanta, as we've talked about, in some incarnation but it would have netted the Phoenix Suns, Bogdan Bogdanovich, as well as Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt for a first-round pick. They just sent Jay Crowder um, to the Atlanta Hawks, um, and the Hawks would also have gotten uh, THT from the Jazz to make that deal work. I mean, that made a lot of sense until it feels like Danny Ainge asked for too much in that moment. Now, is that trade dead? From what I'm told, it's not, but the Phoenix Suns are aggressive. They are looking now squarely at OG Ananobi, I think, is their number one target. And that really impacts the Utah Jazz because I think the Jazz would really like to make a trade. And I think they'd really like to end up with John Collins on their roster. But I don't know that that happens now if they can't get Phoenix involved because Phoenix has all the pieces and the tools that you need. They have a significant contract uh, and Jay Crowder to move. They have a first-round pick. And they have the ability to move a guy like a Landry Shamet down the road to make a trade happen. That's not always easy to find. And when you have a team like Atlanta that's looking to make a deal and have a significant contract in John Collins to trade, when you have a team like Phoenix, as I mentioned, and then you have a team like the Utah Jazz who have multiple pieces that they are willing to move on down the line, this is a situation where the Jazz could end up with four and maybe five first-round picks in this coming draft. That would be a huge transformative moment in time because at that point, the draft is, your, is, is an oyster. You can pop that thing open and pick what you want. 
but yet that deal's not getting done. And I think a deal of significance for the Jazz, I think it's probably two deals of significance, will get done as we approach the NBA trade deadline. But make no mistake about it, this Atlanta-John Collins deal with Phoenix involved is, in my opinion, Jake, the best trade that the, the Phoenix uh, Suns have on the table, and Danny Ainge needs to make that deal, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. And I, and I think it's, it's like I would expect Danny Ainge to make that deal or uh, a, a deal on that level. You know, that's like that's kind of the situations that, you know, I want to see the Jazz involved in because that's how you begin the process of building your team and, and getting quality in here and getting to a place where you can start winning more of these games instead of losing these games that you really are in. I mean, you notice how many games they'll lose by like one possession or four points or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, like very controllable. You just don't have the players to get the job done at the end of the day. And that's why you're losing type situations. So to me, yeah, I would be involved in three team deals. I would be, like I said, exploring every option I have. But I also think this whole conversation around them, like let's say they do the Phoenix deal right. and they pick up that pick, that gives you four first round picks this year. And then that having four first round picks, I would think would allow you to move up in the draft if you wanted to. Because again, we're presuming that they would want to be as high in the draft as possible. But that isn't always the case. It really depends on what your game plan is. So, Well, but I also think this brings me to the uh, Jordan Clarkson situation because I also feel pretty strongly here in the show and our exclusive members of this show uh, who have hit the join button uh, and pay $9.99 a month already know that Jordan Clarkson has been a guy that's been asking for an extension in the Jazz and Jordan Clarkson have talked, but they're miles apart on a financial deal at this point. And Jordan Clarkson, I would remind you, has a player option. He can walk in the summer and he's going to do that. He he is he is a guy that I think most people around this league value at more than $14 million. But the question is, Jordan wants to be paid between 20 and 22, 23 million dollars a year. If I'm the Utah Jazz, how does it make financial sense? How is it financially responsible to pay Jordan Clarkson a three-year deal for 66, 69 million dollars? Mm -hmm. I don't believe that it is. And I think that Jordan Clarkson can fetch you a first-round pick, whether that's from the Lakers, whether that is from the Knicks, who knows? But if I am if I am Danny Ainge and Ryan Smith, I'm trying to get a first-round pick for Jordan Clarkson in this 2023 NBA draft. If they get up to four picks in the first round, they're in business. This is that is a move that accelerates your championship contention that much more quickly opens a window of contention for you and I think if you're the Utah Jazz that's what you're looking for because the other thing that I've been told repeatedly is that the Jazz are under some liquidity pressure in that they have spent millions and millions at this point probably north of a hundred million dollars on the all-star game having the all-star game is no cheap event for the home team. So it makes a lot of sense that Ryan Smith is is not as liquid as he would like to be. Well, as soon as the All-Star game's over and you get a windfall of cash, which they will, you're going to be far more liquid. And if your financial house is in order in your salary cap, which it will be, my guess is that you're going to be far more aggressive. And if you have a chance to open up a championship window by making a John Collins deal and then acquiring four picks in this draft, I don't know why you wouldn't do that, Jake. Yeah. It just makes too much sense. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And that's why I say, like, that's what I think the game plan is. You know, you 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 go out, like, you know, generally speaking, you want to go out and you want to you want to trade some of your roster capital, right? The guys on your team to go out and get another pick 
And then from there, that puts you in that position to operate in the draft. And that's what I think they want to do. And that's why I've always been a proponent that the VW thing is just never held water because I don't think that they need to be in that scenario. Like yeah. if you were tanking last night, never happens. Last night you lose by 25 if you're tanking. Yep. Samuel Lott makes one of the most ridiculous trade rumors that I've ever seen. Malik Beasley, Rudy Gay, and Kelly Olynyk to the Kings for Harrison Barnes, Rashawn Holmes, and Terrence Davis. First of all, why on God's green earth would Sacramento do that? <laughs> and this is why we don't speculate on this show. We've talked about this repeatedly. Yeah. This is why we don't speculate on this show. We use sources and information to talk about what's happening behind the scenes because it's a trade like this. Rashawn Holmes is an absolute dumpster fire that has not been able to stay on the floor both for reasons off the court and on the court in either Phoenix or Sacramento. And now you want to bring that headache to Utah when we already know what that guy is. And by the way, why would Sacramento pick up Kelly Olynyk for Rashawn Holmes? Why would you do that? And if you're the Utah Jazz, are you really trying to turn Malik Beasley into Harrison Barnes? What, what's the win in that? Yeah. What's the uptick in that? Yeah. There is no uptick in that. That is, a, that, that is, in my opinion, that's a terrible trade. That's a terrible trade, in my opinion. Um, Alex Cooley says, been watching Rashawn Holmes for years, can only dream. So let's talk about Rashawn Holmes. What is it that you see in Rashawn Holmes where you're like, oh, this is the guy? Yeah. Rashawn Holmes is the guy that I'm going to give up my most valuable wing player for. Because I'm one of the people, from what I've heard around the league, Malik Beasley's the most valuable trade chip the Jazz have. Why am I going to give up Malik Beasley to get Rashawn Holmes, who's had trouble staying in the rotation in Sacramento? He's only played 25 games. This is a guy who never plays a full season, has never not one time played a full season. His most games played uh, were Phoenix in 2020 when he played 61 games. But let me ask you in Sacramento, what has he done where you're like, got to have that guy? This year, 25 points, 2.8 points, or 25 games, 2.8 points a game. And by the way, he's only giving you two rebounds a game. <coughs> so you're going to trade your most valuable wing player for a guy having a historically crappy season because he can't stay in the rotation in, in Sacramento. Who, by the way, is now a playoff team. Yeah. Why would you do that? Another man's trash is your treasure? Apparently. And by the way, do you really think they're going to trade Harrison Barnes right now? And do you think they're going to do that for Kelly Olynyk? Like, that just makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. With all absolutely due respect. no no sense. And, and I hope you're not taking it personally, but it just doesn't make a lot of sense. I, I just... With all due respect. Harrison Barnes being passed around like unwanted leftovers. You know, like... I don't know. I, I and I, here's what I here's what I'm trying to figure out. Like Brent Burnett says, dreaming, but yes, Holmes would be nice. Help me understand that. What would be nice about Rashawn Holmes? Yeah, because if you go and read what's been going on with him, well, who? Why would anyone do that? Why? Why would anyone want to read up or do homework on what's been going on with him? I, I don't know. That's the issue. You have to read about what these players are going through. It's not just about what he's doing or not doing on the floor. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't Look, know what I, you do with that. I, I think you you guys need to understand. Like, you can throw out like any trade you want. Like, you can. We can come up with the most ridiculous trade packages on paper that work with the cap and ESPN trade machine the hell out of the NBA. We can do that, but you got to understand context and culture and 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 what you know what a team needs and what a team's willing to put up with and like you know what i mean like like i feel like everyone's forgotten that malik beasley had some issues in minnesota man like where he was not a good locker room guy and that's why he was part of that deal he needed a fresh start and he's taken full advantage of that with the jazz right so that worked out do you guys know rashawn holmes's contract do you guys understand what this guy's owed in the next two years He's owed $37 million. <laughs> That's insanity. No, nah, I'm good. 11.2 this year, 12 million next year, 12.8 player option in 24-25. By the way, he's picking up that player option. 100%. You're crazy. There's, there's, and, and by the way, he'll be 32 at that point. No chance. No chance am I doing that. Yeah. There, there is... Nah, bro. I'm fine. I, I just I don't see that. I, I don't see that at all. I, I don't know what. Well, I don't know what that would be. Uh, Alex Cooley says would never trade Beasley for him. Never, never. And this bring comes back to like THT. Yeah. Right. And the name you, you hear consistently, and, and when you talk to people around the league. Yeah. And you hear the same deal from three, four people. Like when we were, we were the first ones to tell you that Phoenix, the Jazz and Atlanta were talking about a deal. And then like four people confirmed it. Shams confirmed the exact trade that we told you about on the show. That's how you know that's happening. Yeah. I would agree that they need, like in Sacramento, I would agree. They need to flip Alex Len. They need to flip Rashawn Holmes. No rebuilding team is taking Rashawn Holmes. No, re, no rebuilding team's doing that. I, I'm, I'm not doing that. I just, yeah, that, that's there's no point. Like, why? I mean, I know I'm not saying a lot on this, but there's just no point. Like, there's, not, it's just a, like, uh, and again, I don't even remember who said it. I don't want you to take it personally, like that we're hating on you or something. We're really not, but that these kind of trades are just like, with all due respect, a waste of breath or a waste of time. Rashawn Holmes is not a fit here. It's not. He's 32 years old. He's 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 somebody who had. He a will nice, be 32 years he'll old be when 30, that yeah. at that and in his option year. Okay, in his option he's year, he's 30, 30 years old on the dot right now. Okay, so even 30 years old, even still, perfect point, right? Like just like we said, hey, this guy or that guy's on the wrong side of 30 now, right? We use that benchmark all the time on the show. Hey, he's he's going to be 32 in his player option year. That means that you're on the hook for this guy through that year because he's 99.9% going to pick that up because he knows he's turning 32 and he knows it's going to be hard to find another spot on that same pay level. He's going to take that money. So to me, it's like, why are we even humoring this? Like, let's play in realities. Let's play in what makes the most sense and what Danny has shown us through his actions that he likes to do. So you saw the T-Wolves deal. You saw how that deal panned out, right? We sent Rudy... They sent us players and picks, right? What did the Cleveland deal do? We sent Donnie. 
They sent us players and picks. Young players. Multiple players. Yes, dude. Multiple years of draft picks. So, so now where are you? Where are you? Now you have... Imagine this in your head. Close your eyes if you have to. You've got a pile of draft picks. I want to say the number's 14, if I remember correctly. You've got 14 total draft picks at your disposal here. You've got players who are very tradable. As he just said, Malik Beasley is your most valuable trade ship right now. I'd put Vando right behind that because I do think Vando's got some value. And I think JC's got big-time value, depending on what you're asking for, you know? So now you're in a position where you're no longer the team that's shipping out, right? You're the team that's initiating the conversation. You're now the team that's saying, okay, we now need to put together this roster and put together our path back to the NBA Finals. Yeah, that's craziness. That's where you are. Yeah, I, I would never even consider doing that to you. I just wouldn't. Again, with all due respect, I wouldn't. Uh, the only thing that I think could be crazier is going to some other car wash not named Quick Quack Car Wash. Why would you do that? You would never do that because Casual. Quick Quack Car Wash is the best in the business. They present all of our Utah Jazz talk in the NBA right here on the Monty Show. I go to the Quick Quack at the district right down the street from my house. I love that when I roll into Quick Quack, even if there's a line, it's five minutes. I, like it's like clockwork. I don't know how they do it, but it's it's quick. I love that when the guy walks up to my car, he plugs in my license plate. He's like, "Hey, Monty, how are you? Here's your here's your dashboard wipe." He's wearing a tie. He's got a smile on. When I said to him two weeks ago, "Hey, man, I mean, I need a muddy duck." Right, like my car was super dirty. Just back from Tahoe, I said, "Hey, man, I need a muddy duck." Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, no problem. I'll make sure. And I said, hey, you know, if you look at the back, it's really bad. Just got off the highway. He's like, yep, no problem. He walked all the way to the tunnel to tell the guy with the little sprayer arm in the tunnel, hey, the guy stops me outside the tunnel, sprays the front of the car real good, sprays the back of the car real good, gives me a thumbs up. I go in, the car comes out looking spotless. Yeah. That's why I'm happy to have a membership at Quick Quack. They're fast, they're efficient, they're friendly. Quick Quack Car Wash presents... All of your NBA and Utah Jazz talk on the Monty Show. Uh, Brett Burnett says, Conley not washed. Jazz limped into the playoffs and choked when they had uh, gone, gone all in for big wins. I just think that, Con I don't know that Conley's washed. He's not a starting point guard in the NBA anymore. You go from being dynamic, do-everything point guard to being purposeful point guard, being, hey, dynamic like last night watching him i was thinking to myself the whole time man this guy's good in the pick and roll this guy understands angles this guy understands when to when to back out this guy understands when to drive to the basket this guy understands when he needs to you know do a quick pass through the air versus a bounce pass in the pick like he understands all of professional that. pace yeah, like, like yeah totally so you look at mike and i agree brent mike's definitely got trade value now i don't think that they want to trade mike if i'm being honest i think mike is I one don't of those guys do. that that they feel like, hey, this guy's got a lot of value to us because he's a veteran. He can bring that presence. Even when he's hurt, he has a presence on our team in-game because he's giving us advice and he's helping young guys. When Colin Sexton comes back, you know that Ochai Baji, like he can bring that. And I think, you know, the only trade value that I look at Mike and I say, wow, he's got real value, is to right now championship ring-chasing teams. Meaning, you know, I look at... You know, we always use the Lakers as an example, but you can apply this logic to many teams, but I'll just use the Lakers. Imagine what Mike Conley on the Lakers would do for Braun. Imagine, Imagine like, what Mike Conley on the Dallas Mavericks would do for that roster. Yeah. That's why exactly. Dallas, 
Luca's a very difficult guy to play with. My name is Luca. He's a very difficult guy to play with. And I think Jalen Brunson is showing you he's a number one. Yeah. But look at Mike Conley. Mike Conley's a guy that averages, what, 10 points, eight dimes a game. He's not washed by any stretch. He doesn't have finishers here. You put him in Dallas with guys like Tim Hardaway or, you know, uh, again, Luca. You put him in Dallas, and all of a sudden, Dallas becomes a Western Conference, real Western Conference contender. Yeah. Because they're missing Jalen Brunson. They're not that team this year. Yeah. Mike Conley has value around the league, but the question is, what does Mike Conley want to do? Because I don't believe that Mike Conley is, it loves the idea of, of renting an apartment in a city for three months to chase a ring. I don't think Mike loves that idea. I think Mike could love to win a championship, but the other problem is Mike is not healthy all the time. Yeah. Mike battles injuries on the, on the regular. But, but here, that's okay. And that's, that's right. That's why I think Mike doesn't want to go anywhere because here, that's okay. He can still mentor these guys. Still got a role. He's still relevant. But you put him on a championship contending team, and it's business. Jason Tatum doesn't need mentoring, bro. Luka doesn't need mentoring. No. Like, Luka needs you to play the pick and roll. Luka needs you to lead the offense so he can take a possession off every five. You know, like, that's what he needs. Yeah, I think it's very interesting looking at some of the numbers for Mike Conley. Like, I mean, he is... Mike Conley is, is having a career year with with assists. I mean, he's never averaged seven and a half assists a season. Yeah. And I think when you look at his, he's giving you a full steal a game. Like, and the other thing you got to remember is he's playing less than 30 minutes a night. Yeah. I mean, he is having an impact when he's in there because you really don't have another point guard. It, I mean, if we're truth telling, when it's not Mike Conley, it's Nikhil Alexander Walker right now because yeah. Ochai's not that guy. JC's not that guy. Like, I, I think Mike. I, I don't know. Uh, Alex Cooley says, I like Conley, but he's been washed for a couple of years now. No, he isn't. That's with all due respect, Alex. He's he's not washed at all. Uh, Brett Robbins says, Mark in the finisher. Hey, guys. Is the only guy safe unless Giannis, Luka, or Jokic is in the package? Well, no, not talking about dudes' packages. Uh, you know. Uh, yeah. Alex Cooley says, not sure what his contract looks like, but pray we are able to re-sign him or yikes. Who are you talking about? I don't know who you're talking about. Uh, Markkinen? Markkinen's on a, a very friendly team deal. I think he's making 16 bills. I mean, he's he is... Yeah, I the Markkinen thing is there's just not much of a conversation there, man. They're not trading. They're not no. trading Laurie. It's not happening. Like, he's here. No, and I think the other thing that you got to remember is that Laurie Markkinen's a guy also that they're pushing hard. They are pushing hard hard yeah for him to be an all-star when's the all-star game oh that's right it's 10 days after the trade deadline they're not trading laurie marketing no um yeah he's making 16.4 17.2 and a non-guaranteed 18 million dollar deal in 24 25 why would you trade that contract for a number two option yeah you're not i mean that's a crazy good team deal he's all i mean the you i you could trade him at any point in any season or summer that contract is remarkably friendly. Yeah. Really friendly. So I, I absolutely would not do that by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, Matthew Dalarosario, one word to describe Conley's value, stabilizer. Absolutely. Exactly. You come in, he comes in the game and, you know, outside of some exceptions, you understand he's not going to turn the ball over. He's going to handle it well. He's going to get the offense started. He, and then he's going to go be in the right spot. 
And I agree with you, Jake. I think he last night he proved again he's a phenomenal pick and roll player. And it's a it's a beautiful thing to watch. Like I'm not I don't mean to sit here and espouse about Mike, but like while he may not be what he used to be, he is still really fun to watch in the pick and roll because it's not just oh set the pick dribble that's pick and roll that's not what he does he he understands okay i know where everyone is at on the floor and i know hey if i take three steps this way that's going to move this guy and then i can go this like he's like five steps ahead of everybody and it winds up paying dividends and and i just think that that like not everybody is that gifted and that's what makes him special right now totally agree uh make sure you click the join button on our channel uh, or I will put a link into the comments section right now uh, because it pays to be an exclusive member of the Monty Show. Uh, you get exclusive daily videos on this channel right here that are for members only. Uh, we'll have a brand new video on that today. Uh, you also get access to our uh, exclusive Instagram chat group extravaganza, uh, which has been a lot of fun. I have to tell you, we never envisioned the chat would take off the way that it takes off. But no matter what's happening, whether it's a football game, the jazz game, you're out to dinner, you're whatever, guys are participating in the chat on a, on a daily basis and talking about sports, talking about life. It's just been a really cool thing to watch everybody get together. And the funny thing is, I, I know that a lot of you now have become friends offline um, because you met here on the show. That's awesome. That yeah. sense of community is what makes this show so special. Uh, so many of you have told us that, but you only get access to our exclusive members only Instagram group when you join the program. That's $9.99 a month, but you also get all kinds of different perks. You get free access um, to all of our inside information first when you are a member of the group. Uh, when you're a member of the group, you also get discounted merch and you get access to our merch first. You find out about our promotions and our contesting. You get exclusive prize giveaways only for our members. And all you have to do is click the join link or the join button on the channel. It's $9.99 a month. We appreciate you supporting the Monty Show right here on YouTube. Couple more comments on this. Brent Burnett says, no trade is a fit here, Jake. Just do it anyways because we want more picks. Nah. Oh, I don't know about that. That's I think true. I think John Collins is a great fit here. I can't um, tell if you're trolling or not. Like, I know, like, nobody's ever said that no trade is a fit here. Nobody's ever tried to insinuate that or send that message. I think the thing is, is that, yeah, it's right. You are looking for a specific trade. You are looking for a specific set of circumstances that cater to your path right now. That's just, that's just the case. That's just where you are. Like you're no longer in, Hey, we're going to do deals just because we're the jazz and we're this little club down here and we need to do some deals. That's not times have changed, man. And I don't know with all due respect, I'm not, I'm not trying to be mean or anything. I just can't tell if that, if you're joking or if you're being serious, yeah. because Nobody's nobody is just doing deals to do them because we want more picks. That's not that's not it. Yeah, picks are nice and typically picks will round out the edges of a trade package, but the fact is is John Collins would be an incredible upgrade for this team. Like he is a difference-making player for this team. Like you look at some of these other like even Dario Saric who is rumored to be that final piece to kind of make the money work in the Phoenix Atlanta three-team deal. Even he has some value. I know he's not some star, average-ass player, probably 10 minutes a night, but his 10 minutes a night, in my opinion, are better than KO's 10 minutes a night. Like that, So that's still an upgrade. So that's what I'm saying. Like 
they will be aggressive in the draft, in my opinion, but let's not sit here and say that they're just making deals for the sake of it or they're making deals because they just want more picks because that's not what's happening here. Yeah, I I tend to disagree on John Collins. I think John is a dynamic player, and I think he has to get better defensively. He needs coaching to get better defensively. I mean, when you look at his, his career arc, I mean, he is playing 31 minutes a night on a team that has championship aspirations in Atlanta. Yeah. Now, are they? No, probably not. Because I think Trey Young's a real problem there. But if you look at if you look at John's game, the only hole in his game is that he is not a great defender in any stretch of the imagination. You can go by him easily because he doesn't have footwork. But the fact that he's, he's playing 31 minutes, um, that he shoots 50% from the floor, um, you know, that he's an 80% free throw shooter. He gives you eight, eight boards, dime and a half, block and a half a game. Like he, he gives you production. And if he gets into a, 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 an atmosphere where he can develop, I think that becomes a, a, a lot better. Those numbers go up. And I think the issue is that he's got a lot of other bigs on that roster. I think he doesn't have a highest best use at, at this moment in time. And I think they've got to retool that team completely. Yeah. So my feeling is, the, I mean, the only thing that makes you a little apprehensive is that John Collins is making 25 a year. That makes you a little nervous. But if you look at the Atlanta Hawks, I mean, that's an odd roster fit for him. If you look at, at the number, just the number of bigs on that team, whether that's Clint Capella, um, you know, John typically slots as a power forward, even though he plays the five a lot. Uh, but you look at guys like Frank Kaminsky or, you know, you, you just look that they have a, a lot of forwards on that team. And, and it's just weird to me that you're in it. You're talking about a guy. You just don't need John Collins to score on that team. The last thing you need him to do is score because you've got a guy in Trey Young and DeJounte Murray who are averaging 20 points a game. Trey Young's averaging 28 points a game right now. Bogdan Bogdanovich, DeAndre Hunter, like those guys are all scoring machines. The last thing they do need is John Collins shooting threes and trying to get his. So I think he'd be a wonderful fit here. Yeah. A wonderful fit. And hey, if Beasley gets the job done for them and John Collins winds up here and you got to take a Dario Sarge, I'm fine with that. But I think, make no mistake about this, without question, power forward's the biggest hole in this roster. That's my opinion. I know a lot of people disagree with me. Power forward's the biggest hole on this on this roster. You guys realize power forward's more of a mentality than a position necessarily, right? Like power forward, everyone always says, well, what do you mean power forward's a hole on this roster? You've got KO, you've got, you know, Lori, you've got guys. Hell, you even got Azubuki some nights, <laughs> even though he almost never plays. But the difference is, is that power forward, having a dynamic stretch forward to play your power forward position, i.e. John Collins, really would open things up and take the pressure off of guys like Walker Kessler. How many times, and I know probably most people aren't sitting around at night eating their bonbons watching Hawks basketball, but how many times has John Collins played pick and roll with Trey Young, takes two defenders into the paint and kicks to the corner? How many times? And then how many times does Bogdan knock that down? That's why John Collins is so coveted by the Jazz because he understands the core fundamentals of Will Hardy's offense, in essence, right? Like, he understands, hey, my job is to make a decision at the block, right? Or really a little bit above the block. Do I have two guys on me that are collapsing on me? Or am I one-on-one -on -one and I should go and get fouled? It's a very simple decision.
But it happens like that. Yeah. And John can make that decision, move the ball to the corner, and someone like Ochai can knock that down at 40%. That's why John Collins is, is so coveted. And that's why I'm saying power forward is a need. He's exactly right. It is a hole on this roster. Lori's not that guy. KO's not that guy. You know, Azabuki, God bless his soul, is not that guy. God bless his soul. Yeah. Come on. Move it along. You're not a you're not a Azabuki. I in God's name, image, and likeness. Doke is just not an NBA player. No. He's not an NBA player, in my opinion. Um, let's see. Matthew Delarosa says, why not just trade Olinick to Washington for Gafford? Okay, stop right there. I know you got more of your comment. Are you are you being serious? You you're real you're legitimately asking this question. Like, you really think that a team especially a team like Washington who has playoff aspirations and has talent on that roster and they're doing things is going to get rid of Daniel Gafford, another version of Nick Claxton to get KO. They're not doing that. Why would you do that? What, to what, what, I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Maybe we need to have a conversation about Kelly Olenek. Kelly Olenek is not some premier big in the league. He can shoot it. On some nights, he's hot, right? He'll give you 20 on certain nights. Hi, do you understand that Daniel Gafford's making $2 bucks? He's 24 years old. Why would they trade that for Kelly Olenek? Why would they do that? And and by the way, by the way, I, I don't know. Yeah, I again, and looking, I I, we've talked about Daniel Gafford on the show. I'm a Bulls fan. I love him. Sam yeah, big Juan, Daniel Lott, Gafford fan. Yeah, I think he's great. Uh Someone lot says teach TAT to play small ball power forward. Okay. <laughs> okay. First of all, I need Ow. to give you credit. I need to give you credit here. Who, who is this? Is this uh, uh, someone lot. Someone lot. I need to give you credit. I love the fact that you just found a way to work in buckets of trash, right? Buckets of trash, mind you, might want to be referred to as buckets of first round pick this year in the 2023 draft because you have that pick. But. Dude, THT is not Royce O'Neal. He's not. He's By the not, way, no. THT is being tactfully given minutes so they can trade him. You guys realize that, right? He's yeah. being tactfully played so they can trade him. You so, don't take the skill set of a Talon Horton Tucker, who, by the way, I think is 21 years old. I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure he's 21 years old. Which is old. insane with the body he has. Excuse me, 22 years old, and he's 6'4", 235 pounds. So I'm not taking that guy at uh, who is a, I think, a third or fourth guard off of anybody's bench and turning him into a power forward. I, I just don't think you do that. I don't know. But, hey, that's just me, you know. It is, it is what it is. Uh, the Macho Man. Oh, yeah. Says, uh, first thing uh, first, we need an alpha male goat on this roster. Well, without question. How long have we been saying that? I mean, you don't have a star on this roster. How many times last night as we're watching this game with Austin and his guy, are we sitting here and Austin's like, man, like the Cavs just play better with Don on the floor. They Even when he doesn't do anything, they're just better. Right? And, it, and if you take a second, you think about that. The Jazz don't have a guy like that. They don't have a guy to calm the chaos. By the way, Jeremy Bolton does make a really good point. Uh, he, the mayor of Monty Town says, Buckets are making game winners all year. Is this the dagger? Because I don't know how to break the news to you, friends. 
Royce O'Neal actually has been really good for the Nets. Yeah. He won the game the other night. Yeah. He shot the three really Opportunistically well. at that. My God. Uh, Tesla TX says, what's up, dogs? What's up? Good to see you, Tesla. Kenny, what's up? Where you been, Kenny? What a game. One of the best games I've been to. It was awesome last night. Yeah. It was fantastic. Uh, Matthew Delarosa says, Gafford has a three-year extension worth around $12 million a year. Same cap space as KO. Well, I'm just telling you, I'm looking in the... Um, I'm looking on, I always go to Spotrack for all of my contract stuff. Um, and we'll see, like, his extension kicks in 23-24 through 25-26. And he's going to make 12, 13, and $14 million. So, again, I'm just asking. Why would Washington trade that guy? And by the way, is there a trade restriction on that? I'd have to look if there's a trade restriction. Because uh, I think he signed that in October. I don't know if there's a trade restriction or not. But my point is, they're not trading Daniel Gafford for Kelly Olynyk. No. They're, they're not. Kelly Olynyk is done. Yeah. You guys understand, Kelly Olynyk is dead. Done. Done, 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 done. Um... Washington could use that experience in the front court that could play alongside Porzingis. Kelly Olynyk cannot play alongside Kristaps. Yeah. Kelly Olynyk can't defend. He he just can't. He had a great start and he has completely fallen off. Completely. LFG says Beto Olynyk's defensive metrics and NBA hoops equivalent of plus minus metrics are buckets so trash. Yeah. I would agree with that. And I mean he's had a great career, but Kelly Olynyk's done. He, there, there just is not a lot left there Yeah, at all. Uh, Alex Cooley says, Roy's been balling this year. Yes, he has. We got uh, Bucket O built. We don't need Talon Horton Buckets O Tuck. <laughs> I, I like the effort. Do you even lift? Mike Phillips, Bowler Jack can't tell the difference between NAW Beasley and Akbaji, and it's hilarious. Yeah, he does confuse those guys. Jake almost committed a felony in a public space when he saw Thurl Bailey last night. Uh-huh. Just tell the people, admit, I had to hold you back. You were going to go and hug him. Yeah. I mean, I was proud of Buddy. I was proud of him for going on the radio proud this of week. Buddy. I was proud of him for talking about racial inequality on the radio. Even though he wasn't blunt about it, he generalized it. But, you know, you know, you have to understand circumstances. He works for the team. He's got to be careful. You know, and, and, and I'm not mocking him at all. I'm being serious. Like, you, you have to understand that when you're in the position he's in, he does need to be mindful. He needs to be respectful. He needs to be careful. So... I just appreciate that, you know, for once I get a guy with the stature and the water who holds water in this town like Big T talking about, hey, I empathize with Don. I understand why Don felt like he did. So last night when Big T and Bowler, the homer, come Big walking T. up the stairs, I'm like, hey, dude, Bowler, you know, or, or Big T, I, I appreciate, you know, I really wanted to say I appreciate you speaking on that. Hey, you guys, are you guys ready for the Monty Show word of the day? The Monty Show word of the day is... And his name is John C. Please. Are you done? My name is Luca. <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> the Monty Show word of the day is moist. <laughs> Can you use that in a sentence? Jake was moist when he saw Big T walking hey, up the stairs. Yes, I can use it in a sentence. 
You love work big in tea. work in in the comments your best big tea take using the word moist. I want some effort here. Yeah, can you guys work the word? No, no, we don't want that. Don't. Much like you did the buckets o bench, buckets o trash. But, but then there is Kurt Myers, uh -huh. who goes super tinfoil on the windows. Tanner, do you think Don threw that game last night? Infowars.com. Infowars.com. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. I'm Kurt Myers, and I smoke peyote. You don't smoke peyote. It's uh, ayahuasca. Okay? Dono should have shot the three and not the layup. Nah. He, he did not throw the game. He did not throw the game. He did not throw the... He, anyway. Uh, Brett Robbins, do you guys think that the rim screams every time 22 checks into the game? Well, yeah, because it's getting a break. <laughs> He was not happy last night. By the way, by the way. Yeah. It's not that Rudy Gay sucks. It's that he is a complete wrong fit in this system. So get your facts straight. He just is not the right guy at where the Jazz are right now. He just isn't. He doesn't suck. He's not done. He can still shoot the three at a high level. He can't defend it all. But he can shoot the three at a high level, and there's value in that. Uh, Caleb Harrison used you as an example last night. You know, um, how not to wear hats. I kid. Uh, we were in the team store with Austin Napierski. Uh-huh. And I'm sorry, I can't remember his guy's name. I, I'm terrible with name. Austin Napierski's plus one last night. And while Austin was consulting his girlfriend on what to purchase, we were looking at the hat wall. And I said, that's a Caleb Harrison hat because Caleb always wears a bright yellow jazz hat. Yeah. And I appreciate you. He says, Kelly had 19, 8, and 5 and shot 7 and 5 from the field. What do y'all mean he's done? Oh, he's done. I didn't say he's done. I he's, said that I he's said not he's some washed right. up, like he's not. Look, dude, the guy can contribute. But the problem is, is that he also makes the boneheaded play. He also makes the bad turnover. He all, like, it's not, yeah, he's got stats, sure. I But I'm sitting here saying, man, like, He's not stopping anything that happened last night. You want to put Kelly on Jared Allen? He's not stopping Jared Allen. Like, come on. Against Memphis, he had 19 points, eight boards, five dimes, five turnovers, and four fouls. And then... How many minutes? Uh, 29 minutes. Big minute night. Against Chicago, 30 minutes. Two of seven, 0 of three from three. Six points, five personal fouls, and a turnover. Okay. Houston, 21 minutes, 1 of 6, 0 of 3 from 3. Four rebounds, four dimes, five fouls, a turnover, two points. Sacramento, 28 minutes, 2 of 7, 1 of 4 from 3. Six boards, four dimes, five points, five fouls, a turnover. He's not, he's just not a contributor yeah. at a high level anymore. If he's making threes, great. He's... Who's better, Rudy Gay or Kelly Olynyk? I mean, aren't, aren't, isn't that Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man? Like, yes. I, I, like what, are, what are we even talking about? Yes. Kelly Olynyk. Uh, again, I say the same thing about Kelly Olynyk. I think he'd be fine as a third center off the bench on a championship team. You need somebody to make a three? Okay, cool. Kelly can do that occasionally. Yeah. But his days of, his days of, of 
November performances are over. It's over. Like, do you guys understand he averaged 13 points a game in November? He's averaging eight points in January. Yeah. He's not that guy. He just isn't. I don't... He's done. Like, he's just not... as. And when I say done, he's not a high performer anymore. Yeah. He's not a... He's He's not not a player of consequence. He's not. He's not. You know, like... He's not deciding whether you win or lose. He's just not, in my opinion. I don't hate the guy, Caleb. You know... Uh, he has to foul because he can't protect the paint, unfortunately. True. I don't disagree with that at all. I don't disagree with that at all. Caleb also says it's time for the Jazz to try different lineups for sure. Walker Kessler seems to be more consistent. He should be your starting center every night. Because what are you playing for at this point? Yeah. A play-in spot? Okay, cool. Let's see what you do at the trade deadline. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because the other thing that I worry about is uh, the Brooklyn pick now doesn't look so good. The Minnesota, you can't, is Minnesota going to suck all year? Yeah, apparently. Are they ever going to improve? No. I mean, if you look you at. You talk about an odd mix of players. Yeah. And Cat's coming back soon. They say he's progressing. The, the Lord of the Rings two towers concept hasn't really worked out, has it? No, it really hasn't. The Jazz, by the way, are in the 10th spot in the West. You see how different of a position these two are in? Minnesota <laughs> at nine a team that's grossly underperformed, a team that has disappointed at basically every juncture of the season. And no, I'm not just pointing at Rudy. I'm pointing at Cat. I'm pointing at, you know, Edwards, D'Lo. Like, they got a lot of guys on that team that just are not getting the job done. And the problem is, is that you're invested heavily up to your eyeballs on this roster, and that's just not going to be good enough performance-wise. So many of these make me, help me understand how they have spent they have spent so much money they have spent so much money they're they're 147 million dollars yeah and gobert's making 38 and carl's making 33 and delo's making 31 and ants making 10 and you're just not good yeah you're not good and i also think they're going to trade jaden mcdaniels because they got to go and get some help. Yeah. I think they are going to wind up trading. If I had to guess, I think they are probably going to wind up trading Jaden McDaniels and Jalen Noel to go and try and get somebody to help them. Yeah. And I don't know what you do with that, man, because their Rudy Gobert is, a, is an absolute weight around your neck. Uh-huh. And you are in the deep end. And I, I don't know what you do with that, man. It, it is so terrifying. Well, you know what the fix is. Like, and I'm not even trying to be snarky about it. The fix is winning. The fix is winning games. The, the easiest, most efficient route to making this roster happen, whatever way that is, is just to win games. Like, and that's why I say I'll never understand in this league when it comes to certain guys. And again, I know you're all sick of me talking about Rudy. Rudy should be coming off the bench. Like, I'm going to be real honest with you guys here. Rudy Gobert should come off the bench for that particular roster. Notice I didn't say he's a bench player or he's, like, some terrible guy. I'm not saying that. But the fact is, when you watch Timberwolves basketball, what do you immediately notice when Cat and Gobert are on the floor? They suck. They suck because they don't have spacing. They don't have cohesiveness. Rudy lacks purpose on the offensive end, as he did in Utah. And that's why I'm saying, run him out there for 35 minutes a night. 
but do it in a way where you're playing him or Cat, not both. That's the I thing. Mean, what is that? What is that T Wolves pick measure out at? Like, what is there? I, I don't even know, man. I don't know if we still have that picture in 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 the thing there when we were talking about draft order last week, but I I, I think they're like 13th right now or whatever it is. It's something like that, I yeah. believe. You know, so like no, I'm an a hole. I deleted it. So you know, you're you're just in this spot where obviously, if you're the Jazz, you want the you know you want you you guys ready? You ready? You ready? You want the Eastern Conference Timberwolves to keep losing? Yeah, I I don't know, man. I don't know. Right now, yeah, there it is. Yeah, right now, Minnesota. Lines up to be where's Minnesota? We're right there, 14. 14. Oh, yes, Utah by Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, they're 14th right now. Utah has 13th, the 13th pick in in that in that 14. I think last week was like 16 ish or so. That's improved, so that's what I'm saying. So like, you'd have 13, 14, and 27 right now. That's why I'm, I'm telling you guys, like, everybody's got a bone over. Oh, we've got all these picks. Hey, daddy, look at all the picks we've acquired. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. They're not that great. They are not that great. And if you look at 13, 14, 27, mm -hmm. I mean, you need to make a trade to get you going some goodness. Yeah. But that's right? what I'm saying. You look at like. Because you, you don't have a second round pick, if I remember right, do they? But like the Phoenix situation, while you look for that. Phoenix is at, what does that say, 16 or 16 right now? Yes. So, like, if you do a Phoenix deal, you're going to have, you know, 13, 14, 16, 27, 28, depending on how the records shake out. Like, you know, high 20s. Yeah. So, that's what I'm saying. There is capital here. It's not top 10 capital, but there's capital. And you can use this capital to get up in the draft. You look at the top 10. You're telling me Washington doesn't want to talk to teams about trading down in the draft to get players or picks? Come on. And this is, why, this is why we talked about Josh Giddy the other day. Yeah. Because I think Josh Giddy's a guy. All of that talent there. Well, you can't. I mean, you, you, you see, again, this is a JC conversation. You can't hang on to SGA, Giddy, you know, even a guy like Lou Dort, who's not with those guys, but and even Chaboy. still quality. Don't forget your boy. Yeah, well, the problem is my boy has spent more time on the injured reserve of the NBA list than Chet. than playing. And don't forget, did you guys see that story on Chet the other day where he was talking about how mentally draining it is not to be playing? Yeah. He's like, I had dreams. I had aspirations. I thought this was going to be easy. No, uh, dude. All of a sudden, it's not. All of a sudden, it's not. So I, I think... I think there's deals to be made. I mean, Orlando's really interesting. By the way, uh, after you smash the like button, please, we've got uh, 20 minutes left in the show. We've got 81 likes on well over 1,000 views this morning. If you guys could smash that like button, that'd be great. Give us a thumbs up. But if you start looking at Orlando's situation, I think Orlando's a team that will trade out of a spot because they have an interesting – what they're getting out of Markel, Markel Fultz has given them a lot of flexibility this year. Like they, I think he's been a good story for them, but I also think that they're going to, it's going to be interesting to see how they handle some of these guys. Cause what are they doing with Jonathan Isaac? What are they doing with Jonathan Isaac? I don't know. Are they going to continue to draft and then just hope these young guys come together? Or are you going to trade that pick? Cause where are they now? Aren't they number five or something? 
Orlando's fifth. Are you going to trade that pick and get a, get a stud? Add a stud to SGA uh, in Oklahoma City. Add a stud to Paulo Boncaro yeah. in Orlando. Add a stud to like any of these teams. Why is Houston going to be going to going to make another number one pick? If you're the Houston Rockets, in all seriousness, if you're the Houston Rockets right now, do you really want another young guy? Yeah, if I'm taking Scoot, yeah. Yeah, I mean... I'm not picking number one overall from going after VW. I was thinking about this. Think about how v, VW pans out for the Houston Rockets. He doesn't fit into what they do. Not at all. Are you kidding me? The Houston Rockets are an up-and-down team with a lot of ball movement. They're not a half-court, you know, possession-by-possession possession team. Only when they must. Only late in games or when the situation forces it. But preferably, they'd be out running a track meet in their Kobe's. You know, so to me, I'm I, like, even if it's one spot, I'd be trading down. Dude. How long until Jalen Green starts asking out? Soon. How long before you get guys like Jay Sean Tate or Kevin Porter Jr. or, I mean, you got a lot of Kenyon Martin Jr. as well. Like, you got a lot of guys on that team that I think are, yeah. You got to start moving some of these guys. So, anyway, that is what it is. So, uh, your thoughts are always welcome. Um, let's see. Pate B says, would love if we could get Jonathan Isaac. I think a lot of people are. Caleb yeah. says, Houston was good four years ago, man. They don't deserve the number one pick. The Pistons do. Wow. Well. Can't have it all. Well. Uh, Tanner says, I've asked before. I'll ask again. What is it with Jake and tall, slender basketball players? Well, there's this guy named Kevin Durant who is arguably the best score the league's ever seen. Could you not work moist into that question? Yeah, and be better, Tanner. Be better. I mean, we hold you to a pretty high standard. We hold you to a pretty high standard. You know. Yeah. It is what it is. All right. Uh, wow, you guys have been amazing on the comments this morning. Justin Salas, who's a member, says, Walker Kessler should definitely be a starter. He should uh, start working on his offensive game. We don't want another Rudy Gobert. I don't disagree with that. Um, Brett says Kessler has a hezzy pull up Jimbo from the side of the key. That was last night. I agree with that. Um, okay. What Louis moist is just part of my day after 29 years at my job. They are ending my position tomorrow. Just turned 60 with a mortgage. Oh, Kurt. I'm sorry to hear that, man. We've had some guys going through it in our, in our group. And I know that yeah. there's some layoffs. Yeah. I mean, it's tough, bro. And I think that you know, obviously, I don't know your position, Kurt, or like your position, meaning like your position financially or like what, you know, what's what or like how how it all adds up. But yeah. I think that, you know, the good news is, you know, if I'm trying to provide some positivity in that situation, which is tough, I think that in today's world, it's easier now to get a job than it's really ever been. Uh, there's a lot of demand. There's a lot of opportunity. And I think that, you know, you just have to go looking for it. Aren't you the one that always says it's hunting time on the show? It's time for the Cabela's segment. Well, yeah, you got to be in that mindset, man. And I, and I know it's tough and I know it's frankly, it's probably uncomfortable. Yeah. But. Throw it out there, Kurt. What do you, what do you do? Um, what do you, what do you want? What kind of job you looking for, Kurt? Like, how can we help you? Um, you know, uh, Tanner says, I refuse to use the M word. You're the super soaker and you won't say moist. Yeah, what, what are you talking about, dude? Please. Are you serious right now? <clears throat> Kurt Myers, MY Monty fan says, Hey, Kurt, we're hiring for accounting managers, controllers, HR managers, and engineering at uh, Fluid, Fluidra. I don't know how to say that. In Salt Lake City. 
Fluigra in Salt Lake City. How about that? Already a job lead. Already a job yeah. lead, Kurt Myers. What do you do, Kurt? I'd love to know that. <clears throat> Excuse me while I choke. Uh, I love this game and stayed up until 3 a.m. watching the replay. Awesome. Uh, MI Monty fan, if any of those are interested, you let me know. I'll give you a reference at Kurt Myers. Nice. There you go. Uh, Kurt, wa- what do you do, man? What water is your, treatment your environmental sci- sciences. Oh, okay. Okay. That's a big job. That's a big let job. Let me also ask you this then. What What else would you be willing to do? Well, yeah, what do you want to do? Yeah, like what do you want to do? Because I think that's something, um, and I guess we'll transition. Um, if you guys, we need nine more likes to get to 100. Let's go bang it. Uh, if you don't mind, bang the like button. Um, you know, employment and job has been a big deal here on the Monty Show. And we've talked a lot about this um, because I think it is, it's really interesting that a lot of people are losing gigs. And, you know, my wife works for a major tech firm that's going through layoffs. And yeah. you're one of two people. Hey, our company's doing layoffs. I'm in total panic. What am I going to do? That's one. Two, hey, my company's doing layoffs. This is a great opportunity. You know, like that's where I think the rubber meets the road when layoffs happen. And, you know, it was scary. We went through it at Yelp. One of the reasons it really put a hot poker in my hindquarters was, you know, a couple of years ago, right when the pandemic started, Yelp laid off a ton of people. (coughs) Now, thankfully, Jake and I were not one of them because they don't lay off people that make them a ton of money. Uh, Yeah, so it worked well. But... It was an opportunity, and it really put us on a path to really thinking about what we were doing. We didn't like that tomorrow, boss man can just say, yeah, you're done. You're done. It's over. Don't want to be in that position anymore. No, tired of it. Now, I will say, I'll be transparent, giving up, we talked about this yesterday, giving up that kind of money to pursue a dream is tough. It is difficult. I won't lie to you. I, I think the saying of, you know, paycheck is the drug they give you to forget about your dreams is totally true, man. Like it, it is, it, it's comfortable to be on the every two weeks. And like, and frankly at Yelp, you're, you're basically every other week, if you're making good bread, you know, because of, you know, why you get paid and all that. But the point is, is that, is that it's hard to do that. And so when the layoff happened at Yelp right there, I was like, dude, like this is scary time. If we, if we weren't, if we weren't producing, for this company, we would be out of a job right now. Yes, we would. I'd be sitting here saying, okay, I've probably got four months to find a job. Probably yeah. got, you know, uh, you know, uh, not a lot of time. Yep. Uh, my Monty fan says, uh, with layoffs, there is a strain on those who remain at the company as well. Also have to deal with colleagues not being team players and being cutthroat. The wild, wild west was never dead. It just evolved. Oh, there's no doubt yeah. about that. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Tom makes a really good point. I had this conversation with an individual yesterday. Recession, layoffs, a canary in the coal mine. If you're wondering if you're going to get laid off, what should that tell you about your situation? And we talk about this a a lot. And I want to make something very, very clear here. This is a really serious conversation. This is not like screwing around. We're talking about people's lives, right? If you are in a position where you're wondering if you're going to get laid off, you should be doing something about that. You should not be sitting around like me and Mrs. Monty had this conversation when we started this full time back in the fall. We cut our spending. 
um, and her company, you know, was going through layoffs. We already cut our spending. And so if you, if, if my wife were to get laid off, I would, that would suck for her, but we're in a position where she would get a severance. We've cut our spending way down and we have a decent amount of money in our bank account and we work for ourselves. That's the whole thing. You know, I, I just think that you have to have this attitude that, and I know for guys like Kurt Myers and, you know, I want to say um, Justin Salas went through the same thing. It's easy to sit here and say, well, you have to understand it's an opportunity. Man, I'm telling you, it's an opportunity. Bro, I don't know if you brought up Justin Salas, but look at that comment know. right there, right above the right above the tip that we're going to get to. Okay, uh, Pate, thank you. He says, moisture, moisture, moistest. Moist, moisture, moistest. When one door closes, another is open. Justin said, got laid off yesterday as well. Me and the wife decided it's time to start working on my own thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And you look at the guys on this show, the Chris Carnes of the world, who work for themselves. And you look at guys like Jake and I. Do you think it was easy to leave a $300,000 salary sitting on the table? We weren't getting laid off. We did it because we wanted to have some say over what happens to our families. It's scary as hell. But now what are you going to do about it? Maybe Kurt Myers, because you have such a, 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 an incredible background in diversity, you become a consultant. Maybe you, you, know, you go get another job and you know, maybe you find a part-time gig to take care of your daily and you build a consultancy. I don't know to each their own, but I'm telling you, if you can control your mind and just take a deep breath and don't panic, don't panic, be practical, cut your spending. If you are not right now looking at the way the world is spinning and, and, you, and you haven't cut spending, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what you're doing. You should, you should be cutting your spending, whether you're getting laid off or not. You always want to be practical with your money. Yeah. But if you are in a situation and you're like, damn, I'm getting laid off, you have to, you have to take a deep breath. And you have to say, okay, what's the, what's the lesson here? What's the, what's the opportunity here? Maybe I become a consultant. Maybe I do X. You know, I've always been talking about, you know, making widgets on my 3D printer. Maybe it's time to make a widget on a 3D printer and sell it to somebody. You know, maybe it's time that I, I value myself and take $350 and get an LLC so I can work for myself. Maybe you do that. You know, I, I, I just think you can't, you can't have somebody else have control. And, and again, it, it's not because he, he tipped us, but it's what Pate here said, and I hope I'm getting that right. Pate said, when one door closes, another is open. The universe does, does never leave you hanging. It's just a matter of if you're willing to put your contacts in today, can you see it? Yeah. You know, like it is, Jake and I had a real serious conversation on the way to the ball game last night, you know, about discipline and choices and systems. And, you know, we joke about it every day, it seems like, but I do take my vitamins twice a day, every day at the exact same time. But that's no different than, hey, you know, my, my company just laid off our entire recruiting department. No, I'm fine though. No, you're not. If your company's laying people off, you better be have some vision to the future because they don't tell you they're going to lay you off. Nine times out of 10, you know, you get that knock on the door. 
you get that email or you get that phone call. And I'm telling you, if you're blindsided by it, you probably you probably weren't blindsided. You probably just chose not to see the signals. Facts. And I know that sucks. And I know that's tough. You know, Justin Solace, what's your thing? Uh, I've realized that I have become really good and interviewing and writing resumes. I want to start a side hustle helping others find their next job. There you go. Yes, Ken Williams. Always Ken Williams is an entrepreneur. All right, don't you own a ranch, Ken? You were telling us the other day you're going to retire soon. It's exactly what I'm talking about. You know, like you, you have to do that. Yeah. Uh, Raphael said, one of the reasons I do the podcast is to get out of this hourly rate and be able to spend more time with my family. If something happens to me, the company will replace me within a day. My family cannot. And that's really the truth. And I, and I try not to be harsh when we talk about this stuff. But if you don't recognize that you are of almost no value, even when you are the most valuable guy on the team. Because if you're the, if you're the widget maker, there's somebody else who can make a widget. And in an economy where we're seeing jobs come and go, they're going to pay somebody less to do more work than you. Yeah. That's just the reality of it. They don't care about... They don't, they don't care about Raphael's new baby. They don't care about... Now, they're going to tell you, oh, Raphael, we value you as an employee. Man, look at these free crackers we give you in the break room. Hey, by the way, can you come to my office? I need to talk to you real quick. <laughs> you know, like some companies don't... It's through Cobra, which you can't afford. Don't lie to me. Yeah, you can't afford Cobra, but we're going to let you keep your benefits there. Right? Like, that's the reality of it. Yeah. Right? So, my point is, whether you're Chris Karn or Ken Williams or whoever, don't sit around and hope and wait and think and procrastinate. That's what I would say about that. Uh, yeah, and by the way, you should check out Raphael's podcast, Talking with Raphael Podcast. Uh, brother! Says, no, of course, my thought is that uh, this ill be feeling afraid and there's no way I won't lose much money. Okay, I heard you on that. Um, let's see, uh, Tanner says, it's Lewis, I'm sick of college. Uh, Lewis says, Tanner, that's not a bad thing. Tanner said, I'm still stuck in stupid college. Well, then you got to ask yourself, what? Like, like, what, what are, are you, you doing? Yeah, like what are you, is... is are your parents making you go to college? Like, what is like, and I'm not trying to harp on you, man. I'm being serious here. Like, remember, I'm not someone who I spent, I think, two semesters, maybe, at junior college. Maybe it was one semester. And I hated it. I wasn't about it. I said, I can't do this. I'm not doing this. I'm not, like, there was, I specifically remember, there was a day where, at the beginning of the semester, where I had to go and buy all my books. And I didn't have the money to buy books, dude. And I was like, what am I buying here, dude? Like, what? Yeah. Where where am I going to use the history of sunflowers in life? You know, with all due respect, that's just not me. And it's, so that's my question, Tanner. What are you studying for? What are you doing? And and what's the ultimate goal? I I, I don't know. I you know I I'm so split on this. I, we go to college and we facilitate the college system in this country to create employees, and it drives me crazy because what do we do? Okay, so 18-year-old Tanner or whoever goes to college. Maybe he gets in $40,000 in debt. Wait, wait, wait. 
Maybe he gets in $140,000 in debt. Yeah. Okay, so he's going to find a job because we gave him a degree in... Marketing. Marketing. Gets a job as a marketer. Can he afford to pay off his $140,000? Probably not. Now there's interest, so now it's more than $140,000. So now he can't quit his job to start his own business. So now he, if he's really entrepreneurial, he's going to work his marketing job. He's going to run his side hustle if he's really entrepreneurial-minded. If he's willing to give up his personal life. He's going to print widgets in his basement. And that's only if he can afford to buy a house, which right now he can't. And he's going to probably fail multiple times at his widget business, which is doing what? It's only making him more reliant on his, on his nine-to-five marketing <coughs> job. We'll see, but the economy turned down, and now we're not marketing, so we don't need a marketing director. So we're going to lay Tanner off. And now Tanner's not going to have a job. He's still going to have that student debt that he's got to pay for. And, oh, by the way, your, your widget business failed. And now you don't have the money to start something else. Um, college makes employees. Now, I'm not saying that college is unimportant. Hear me clearly. College makes employees. College makes employees. Right? Think about what Joe Rogan always says and loves, he loves the saying. It's not his, but he loves the saying. Right? Tough times make tough men. Yeah. Easy time makes soft men. So now I'm asking you, are you soft or are you tough? And the biggest question is, what is college turning you into? Because I'm telling you, in 2022, 2023, 2024, 5, 6, it's creating a lot of resentful, pissed off young people in this country who have no flexibility and hate their jobs. That's what it's doing. And that's why I tell you, if you're Raphael and you're passionate about your podcast, five days a week, one hour, three hours, 10 hours, make me content. If you are Kurt Myers and you are passionate about Straining people's poop out of water? Go and do that. Um, if you're passionate about whatever, you better be doing that. Because I'm telling you now that if you are working for somebody as a W-2 employee, you're pissing your life away. Because you're not chasing your dream. You're probably not doing what you're passionate about. And you're certainly not working for yourself and your family. And we could all hate on Donald Trump all day long. But there's nobody that's ever been a better example of how to manipulate the tax system. And that bro doesn't collect a W-2. And I hate a lot of things that Donald Trump did. But if there was never a better example of a guy who understands the tax code was set up for you to open an LLC or an S-Corp and not collect a W-2 and not be waiting for January 1st, or excuse me, January 2nd, because H&R Block is flipping closed on New Year's Day, January 2nd at 8.30 a.m. so you can file your taxes and get a tax refund. You shouldn't be celebrating tax refunds, you jamoke. What does that mean? <coughs> it means you did something that I don't believe in, which is you gave somebody a tax-free loan. And this time it was the IRS who hired thousands of more agents to audit you. The tax system is not set up for you to be a W-2 guy. Yeah. It's set up for you to be a, an individual business owner. I'm just telling you now. So you could go to college 
Amen, bro. Get your ass on that train every day. Make sure your homework's done on time. Then, by the way, Tanner, because I know Tanner, Tanner, you're married. You've got bills. You've got a life. You've got a responsibility. Why are you having kids? Get your ass on the train. Make sure your homework's done. Make sure you punch that clock. Make sure you punch in and punch out. Make sure you don't forget to take your lunch. Make sure, make sure, make sure, make sure that you do all that stuff, but you don't chase your dreams. Because if you chase your dream, the piece of steak known as your paycheck won't be there, which is complete garbage. I'm just telling you that now. And the other thing before I get off my, my soapbox is stop giving me excuses because I'm fucking tired of your excuses. I'm tired of people's excuses. You're 20-something years old, man. I'm 29. How go, old are you? Go build something. You're 29 years old. You're like, like and, and whether it's Tanner or anybody else, and I'm not speaking specifically to Tanner, but if you are between 20 and 30 years old, you cannot screw your life up to a point where you'll never fix it. You can't. It's impossible. You're 20 years old. What I'm trying to tell you is that I'm tired of the excuse. Well, I've got to go to school, so quit school. How big are your balls? Quit school. You believe in this thing that's out here that's, you know, magic fairy dust? Because I also got news for you. If you're not writing your goals down, if you're telling me, well, Mont, you know, I got a lot of goals here, brah. Okay, where are they? Where, let it's me not see. fucking real. Let me see right? your journal. <laughs> let me see your journal. Because if you're not writing their goals down, they're dreams. They're not goals. Yeah. They're dreams. They're, they're fairy dust. They're, it's, not, it's not real. I'm it's tired. Yeah, I'm tired of the excuses. I'm tired of I can't, I won't, I didn't, I, I tried. There's no try. You either did or you didn't. And Jake hates me for saying it. I don't care what you meant to do. It's never been truer than in 2023 when layoffs in the economy is in the shitter that it doesn't matter what you tried to do. It matters what you did do. And you know what you did? You crapped on yourself again because you didn't quit school and you never chased your dreams and you don't write your goals down and you don't you know. text people close to you and say, hey, I love you. Hey, I'm thinking about you today. Thanks for being here. You don't give yourself a high five in the mirror. And all you do is you sit in traffic every day on the freeway or you sit on the train or you sit at your cubicle, not filling out your TPS report, but fantasizing about the life you're never going to leave because you're too busy making excuses instead of making progress. Fast. You're too busy telling yourself I can or I won't instead of, hey, look what I did. Can you imagine if just one day you got out of bed and you stood up and you said to yourself, man, I'm so thankful to my God, my universe, Jesus Christ, Joseph Smith, whoever you pray to, hey, I'm so thankful that I'm awake today. I'm so thankful that here we are on January 11, 2023, and I get another chance to kick ass. And then how about this concept? I know it's crazy. Then you actually go out and you kick ass, no matter what that looks like. Then let's get really crazy. And you say to yourself, you walk in the, in the bathroom, right? You take a leak, you look in the mirror, you put your hand on the mirror and you say, you know what, man, I'm proud of you for getting up today. You look that SOB, that ugly SOB right in the face in the mirror. And you say to yourself, hey, dude in the mirror, I'm really proud of us for getting up today. Great job having a positive mental attitude. Hey, by the way, I'm really proud of you yesterday that you made those three calls to get your podcast website set up. And that, hey, you went to LegalZoom.com and you got an LLC started. Great job. High five. Y'all feel me? Because, again, and I preach this 
every day to anybody who will listen to me, there's only one relationship in your life that matters. Who is it? Yourself. The relationship you have with yourself is all that matters because if you hate yourself, you don't love yourself, you don't believe in yourself, you're not confident in yourself, what is, what is that doing to the relationship you have with your, your wife? If you're laying around watching pornography instead of writing down your goals every day, if you're laying around playing Call of Duty instead of studying your playbook, what does that do with, to the relationship you have with your, yourself and your, your loved ones? It's deep, bro. It's deep. I'm just and telling it's you. it's deeper than you realize. That's the thing, like, the relationship with yourself, like, you don't really realize... You, you can't... Like, okay, so, like, when you make a mistake, an obvious mistake, you're like, yeah, I made a mistake. I, you know, I, I messed that up or this up or whatever. You know, I, I, I ran the light and I shouldn't have or whatever. Simple stuff like that. You get that. You understand that in the moment. But I don't feel like, and I can speak on this because I'm kind of going through this. Not kind of, I am. Um, you don't realize the relationship you have with yourself and how degrading you can be to yourself until you start taking stock. Meaning that, that like, just as an example, right? So you would never you would never say something demeaning to another person like just casually like you do when you look at yourself and you're like damn i'm fat i look That's fat right. today yep. you would never you would never do that to other people so why do you do it to yourself and, it, and it's a really tricky concept because it's something that that does take it takes effort it's much like losing weight let's say that's a perfect example it takes effort and discipline and and real thought to lose weight the right way but it's easy to put the weight on. It's easy to erode the relationship with yourself on a daily basis without even realizing it. One of the biggest, one of the biggest small things that I'm working on right now is simply wearing my Apple Watch. I can't, I can't get myself to wear my Apple Watch every single day. And it's the simplest thing, right? Hey, uh, you know, how hard is it? Well, it only takes probably, literally, not exaggerating, five seconds to put an Apple Watch on. Okay, so it's not like it's difficult, but it's a mental process. Talk about thing. putting your shoes away. Yeah, like, so I obviously have a 600-square-foot apartment, not a big apartment. I live alone by myself, right, which I love. But I have this thing that's really frustrating to me, and it's kind of been a realization of late where I come home after a long day, and most of our days, admittedly, are long. I'm not going to beat around that bush. Today, I'm tired today. I'm exhausted today. Went to the Jazz game last night, like we promised, kept our word, slept for four and a half hours last night. So last night, I did it again last night. And the difference was last night, though, I knew I was doing it. And I said, okay, that's fine. I'm leaving those right there intentionally. When I get home today, I'm intentionally going to put those in a specific spot because I'm trying to improve this relationship with myself where I'm not just doing things without thought. That's kind. Of, I'm trying... I'm trying to get to a place where I take my shoes off and I put them in the exact same spot I found them. When you're in, the obvious question is, well, well, what do you mean the obvious spot? Like they just go like by the door, right? Like there's just like a thing. Well, no. When you have 100 pairs of Jordans in a 600 square foot apartment, half of your square footage on your floor is Jordans. So right. when you're five rows deep off the wall, it takes um, a, a 10 second choice to climb over those shoes and get those back into the right spot and not just put them back in the right spot, but make sure they're not put away messily or like, you know what I mean? So it's like this little stuff. And so when we're talking about the school thing, the school thing for me is particularly on point because I just don't believe in, 
I don't believe in school. Tanner, you you commented, said you weren't making excuses. And if you want to find that, it's just up a little bit. Like he commented and said, I'm not making excuses. My dream is to get into sports media. Do you really think that getting getting the degree in sports media is going to get you hired in the sports media industry? Do you really think that someone that runs a sports media firm, with all due respect, because again, I don't want you to take this personally, but I'm trying to open your eyes a little bit here because this is something that happened to me too. But do you really think the guy that's running this sports media company, right, or, or like the radio station or the news station you want to be a reporter at, let's say, or writer, you really think that person is going to say, oh, well, you have a degree. Come on in for 10 hours a week. Yeah, and I, I, Tanner, what I think is interesting is that you, you have a vision, man. Yeah, and, I, and I'm not talking specifically to you about excuses. I'm certainly not speaking directly at you, but I am speaking directly at you. Like everyone, like we- The concept, the, the thought. The human, the human condition makes it really easy to make excuses. And it's this little stuff that Jake and I talk about, like putting his shoes away. It, it is one of those things where if it, it's making your bed every day. You got to make your bed every day. This morning, I can, I'll give you an example. I take my vitamins in the morning and at, at night, right when I get up and right when I go to bed. And this morning, I had left my canteen, um, this black canteen that I've been using. I left it in the car last night when we got home because I just wanted to go upstairs and go to bed. I was exhausted. And so this morning when I got up, I didn't have any water to take my vitamins. So I, I, I stood there and I said to myself, well, you're either not going to take your vitamins today or you're going to figure it out because I, my vitamin, my bathroom is upstairs and I, I, I get dressed. What I do is I either take a shower, brush my teeth, do my hair, deodorant, vitamins, drink it. Great. Done. Well, I didn't have that water. So I said, you're taking your vitamins. So I got my vitamins out. What do you know? My wife has her cup of water on her nightstand, walked over there, took my vitamins with her water, kissed my wife. Goodbye. I make sure every single day I tell myself, hey, you got to kiss your wife goodbye. Like I kiss her goodbye. Like you have to be rhythmic about it because the one day you don't do that, it, 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 it's on you, whether you realize it or not. The one day you don't do that makes the next day you don't do that that much easier. It makes it okay. Yeah, and, it does. And the, and the problem is, is that, is that you're just every single time you're doing a couple of things. Every single time, like you don't, Put, put, every time I don't put my Apple Watch on, every time I don't put my shoes away the way I'd like to put my shoes away, as, yes. as, as menial of a concept as that is, every time I don't do the dishes the night that I'd like to do the dishes or I don't make my bed or any of these little tasks, the vitamin thing, you're just eroding the relationship with yourself. And so what happens? So it's not just that you've eroded the relationship with yourself. Now, when your wife or your girlfriend or your, like, let's say you're living with your parents or whatever your situation is, those important people, we all know those people in our life. When those people in your life start to take stock of what you're doing, all of a sudden you're not real thrilled with what your image looks like based on your performance with yourself. And that's the tough part. And so it's like, yeah, it is. I respect you, Tanner. I respect the, the whole college thought, but that's not for me. I, if I, if you want me to be your personal advisor, I'm telling you drop out of college and start making content. You want to be in the sports media world? It's very simple. And it depends on what you want to do. Like, do you want to be a media relations director? Do you want to be a talk show host? Like that. And, and I'm happy to talk to you about it. I've worked in sports media for 35, 40 years. You know, um, Austin says life can be taken very quickly. My brother was in a pretty bad crash Sunday and is lucky to still be here. Seriously. And especially this time of year. 
Glad he's okay. Lewis says, those are very, uh, some great words, Monty. When you get to our age, it is hard to look back at our dreams and think we didn't get, uh, we didn't go for them. Life is too short. Make the most of it every day. Absolutely. Uh, Pate says, oh, Monty spitting facts on facts on facts. Appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, Jordan Wheeler says, how did this show get so serious? I just joined in. We were talking about people losing their jobs. Several of our listeners have lost their job. You know, Austin says, tell the ones you love that you love them. Absolutely. And again, I'm just telling you, me and my wife already did it or I would do it right now. But I'm telling you, pick up your phone right now and send a text to somebody that you care about right now and say, and I'll do it with my wife again. Why do I care? Um, But just, you know, just say, hey, over here. Hey, I am thinking about you. You know, I'm thinking about you and then just her and I do the little XO thing. You know, like it means something to people. Pick whoever you want in your life and send that message to them right now. Just do it. And a lot of you are going to I'm not going to do that. My mom doesn't get anything. My son, my brother, my wife, my, do it. Do it. See what happens. And specific, think about it this way. We all do this on days we have fights with our wives. But do you tell your wife you love her every single day? Do you tell your mom, your brother, you love them every single day? Mm-hmm. Once a week? Send somebody a text right now. Do it. See what happens. It just, it just, it's different. Um, that's also true, Tanner. Internships are a good path to permanent employment. Uh, let's see. What did I miss? Tanner said, it's not just the degree. It's internships as well. I've already completed one internship and I plan on doing another. Internships give you real world experience that I, that's why I'm but, doing college. Okay. What do you want to do though? Yeah. I, that's what I need to know. Yeah. What is the gig you Cause, want? Cause I don't want you to feel like we're just trying to argue with you, but there, I need to know what you're trying to do. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Mike Phillips says a degree could be the best thing to get you an interview, could be the thing that gets you an interview. Not having one can uh, get you dropped from the candidate pool immediately. Well, again, I'm not, look, this is exactly what I was pointing to. And Mike's absolutely right. If you are competing, think about it this way. If, if every job opening is a bucket and you're putting a bunch of resumes into those buckets, I mean, think about the recruiter on the other end of that. Okay, they're they're evaluating you. Do you guys understand this? They're evaluating you and use your resume as a piece of paper, let's say, but it's on their com- computer screen. Let me look at this. Uh, Jimmy uh, doesn't have an associate. All right, where's it? I'm going to put that in the file because I have to keep it on hand. Okay, fine. Oh, Karen's got two degrees. All right, she goes in the bucket over here. That's how you're winning and losing. Do you, do you get that? That's how you're winning and losing. Do you understand that recruiters will look at your resume and be like, Raphael, I'm not hiring a Latino. Oh, Steve. Oh, Steve looks great. But Raphael's more qualified. Nah, Steve's better. You think that doesn't happen regularly? That happens every day in this country. Yeah. That's what you're relying on. that's That's how you're feeding your family. So Mike is exactly right. And listen, if you're that guy... And you said to yourself, you know what? I don't think I can run my own business. I'm going to get a paycheck job. Hey, I appreciate that. If you don't believe that this is a life for you, don't go live it. Live the life that you think. There's nothing wrong with working a nine to five, especially if you're well-paid, benefits, it treats you well, your kids' sports are paid for, your wife gets her, you know, she gets her Starbucks, triple cafe, mocha, latte, frappuccino thing every day. Cool. Everything's great, dude. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with that. 
There's nothing wrong with that. That's just not my life. And I think too often we have people that'll sit in a cubicle instead of doing their job will bitch and moan to their friends about their job and the life they really want. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, Lewis says it's proven that it takes 90 days of doing something to make a habit. It absolutely does. There, there's no doubt about that. Uh, Pate says this personal development segment should be a permanent part of your show. We do it sort of regularly. So I'm still trying to understand Tanner. What are you trying to do, man? Did, did he, did he say, uh, let's see. My goal is to be in sports media marketing that falls under the digital marketing kit. What does that mean? Sports media. So you want to be the director of marketing for the Philadelphia Eagles or for rail salt Lake. Is that what that means? Um, you know, uh, let's see. Steve says, uh, thanks for picking me uh, from the bucket, Monty. You're welcome, Steven. You're welcome. Good, Good luck. luck. <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, Austin Apierski, maybe you already talked about this, but did we talk about the national anthem last night? We uh, did. Yeah, earlier in the show. Oh, yeah. First hour, first 30 minutes or so. Oh, yeah, we did. Uh, Tanner said, just to be clear, I believe I'm on the right path. However, that doesn't mean I have to love the path. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. This is the life you chose, my this man. This is the only thing I'll say, man. And, 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 I, and I want you to hear this not from a critical standpoint, but just from a, a word to the wise, right? You can get that degree and you can go into digital marketing and you can think that that's, that's the way. And that's fine. I know plenty of digital marketers that, you know, draw a nice $70,000. There's a guy in my extended family who does marketing and hates it and now wants to do something else, right? Like you can go down that path. That's fine. I'm not even judging you for that. It's no sweat off my back. But what I'm telling you is you're not going to realize, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, true financial and economic stability through a paycheck path. Why spend, and this is my, this is my mantra right now, in almost, in like 90% of opportunities outside of the medical field, legal, Lawyer, like real yeah. specific things that you have to get educated on. Why would you go to school to do digital marketing when everything that you need and you will get in that education is on YouTube and you could start your own business, right? Because I understand, hey, well, I don't have the money to start my own business. Okay, go wait tables for a year, but side hustle your business. That's what we did. Like, we literally that lived that, dude. <laughs> that is what we like, did. Like, I'm not sitting here telling you, so, like, I'm not giving you advice to follow that I haven't already done. You know what I mean? So that's why I'm such a proponent of, Unless you're going to be a doctor or a lawyer, you're not really going to get around the bush with me about, hey, I need to go to college. I don't believe that. I disagree. I think that, I don't think, I know on YouTube right now, if you did a Google search and said, hey, best YouTube channels for digital marketing education, oh my God. you'd have a laundry list and you'd learn everything that you're learning in school. The difference is it'd be free and you could learn at your pace and you wouldn't have debt. Yeah. And Tanner, I, I say go kick ass, dude. Yeah, and good luck. Go like, live your like, life, dude. Good luck. Yeah. But but I want people, I want everyone listening to hear like, hey, th that's my philosophy. That's what I believe in. Oh, yes. H-E Pennypacker. The stigma around trade work is ridiculous. Getting your degree is great, but having a trade should be seen as just as valuable. Yeah. I think that's exactly Teddy right. Teddy Wayman. Teddy, dude. Teddy is a tile master. And... He, we had a great conversation yesterday. Guys like Teddy and Alma Wayman at Wayman Brothers Construction, perfect example of this. And yeah, I agree with you 100%. If you are a pipe fitter, if you're a concrete finisher, if you're a whatever, if you are a 
a legal assistant, if you're a paralegal, if you're a paramedic, if you're like, there's nothing wrong with having a trade. But, you know, I'm telling you that getting your degree is fantastic. It's an accomplishment. It should not be what your hopes and dreams are pinned to. That's the way I look at it. And I don't think any of you are on. Okay, a couple more because then we got to go. Uh, Marby Dog says, 100K in debt is not a good way to start your life. STEM degrees are the only degrees worth the investment. Don't disagree with that. Uh, Tanner says, people in the marketing field like people who have degrees and who have done the internships with real world experience. I've looked into it. I don't disagree with you. Yeah. Just remember, who's the first one that gets whacked when budgets get cut? Usually... Recruiters. Recruiters and marketing and advertising. But I'm not I, I think you should do it. Go go kick ass, dude. I think you should do whatever you think is right for you. Yeah. But if you're gonna have a conversation with me, if we're gonna or if we're gonna have this like bigger conversation, this bigger picture, philosophical conversation about how to become bulletproof essentially inside of an economy and what that looks like, I believe to become bulletproof inside of an economy you have to have more than hourly wage or salary wage. I think that nowadays it's not enough. Oh, like I not. agree with that 100%. You know what I mean? And, and that's why I say, like, I don't know. Maybe it's because this dude's sitting next to me. Maybe I, 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 I don't know. But I'm just not in a place where I'm going to sit here and leave my fate or my destiny or my control up to some head honcho at some tech company. I'm yeah. not doing that. And I, I'm just telling you that we as parents do tremendous damage to our children. If you are a parent and your child comes to you and says, I'm not going to college, do not flipping lose your mind on them. If you're a parent who's like married to them getting a four-year degree, let them live their life, not your life. Uh, you just can't do that. I, I just, man, I'm telling you. Uh, they, you cannot do that. You have to let your kids make mistakes. Let your kids learn. And if it's different than what you would do, great, support them. You know, if, if your kid says, I want to be an artist and I want to be a lawyer, support them. If your kid says, I want to be a lawyer, I don't want to be an artist, support them. Too many times we want to push every kid into, hey, why don't you become a dentist? No, why don't you become what you want to become? And if you fail, I'll be right here for you. I'll be right here to back you up. And I expect you to take care of me when I'm dying when you succeed. I expect you to wipe my butt and change my diapers. Hey, Claw. I don't think I told you that, did I? No. I think I probably should have told you that. Uh, Lopes Van Gabe says, there are tra are there trades are not off the table for little Lope like they were for me, at least in my parents' eyes. Those dudes can make bank. Yes, they can. Yes, they can. Kurt Meyer says, my degree is in diesel mechanics. There you go. That's awesome. My first degree is a diesel mechanic. Hit the like button, Kaner, and says, please do. That always helps the channel grow. Mark Hale says, I was lucky and finished my schooling without debt. Boy, that is amazing. Great job, dude. And that's the thing. If great you can job. go to school and you leave debt-free, then go. Yep. Pate says, great job. Uh, great work, fellas. Have a wonderful day. You too, Pate. Appreciate you. Greg Hawkins, what's up, my guy? He said, I got a degree in polit political science, and I'm pretty sure I've never held a job that needed it. Fun degree, basically useless. That's a bummer. But you're so talented. Greg, I truly think Greg Hawkins could become the emperor of Finland. The emperor of Kazakhstan if he really wanted to. I think Greg Hawkins, you're talented enough to do anything you want to do. And his name is John C. <laughs>
you could be a professional wrestler. Uh, Joshua Johnson says, if I could do it again, I would learn a trade instead of going to college. I love it. Uh, well, I do have to uh, a backup plan. My family is the care is in the caregiver business. I work as a caregiver currently, and they've offered to help me start a new group home for special needs people. Wow, good for you, Tim. There you go. See, love it. That's what uh, I mean. Lewis says none of my kids have gone to college, and they're all doing just fine. College is no longer the straight line uh, between poverty and wealth. Yeah, I don't know that it ever was. Final comment: Ken Williams, Mister Rancher. Hey there, cowboy. Uh, when I was younger and had an auto shop, it got so bad I hated it. So after that, I became a teacher's assistant and the school paid me for me to become one. Life has twists and turns. It's how you attack them. The problem is never the problem. It is the way you react to the problem that is the problem. Plain and simple, my friends. Life is so easy, isn't it? All right, I got to go. All of you, uh, thanks for being here. Appreciate you watching the show. Thanks to our friends at The Advocates. Make sure you check them out online for the best injury attorneys in the business, theadvocates.com. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.